0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Expert. I'm Dan Shepard. I'm joined by Monica Monsoon.
1: Don't I? Okay, the the people can oh. tell us because I think we've been saying that.
0: I don't. Do you remember that? Right. Yeah, it was on a T-shirt.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: It was on a T-shirt. Yes, yeah. it was. A you were real Dan pe- Rathers, and she was Monica Monsoon. Oh, I love it. You sound like, and I'm sure this is what I said last time. You sound like a meteorologist. Right. Yeah, like no, Dallas right. Rains, our local. Meteorologist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now Rob's got a actual. Come uh, on soon, sure, okay. with her. As a monsoon. No, it's as like a, a is superhero. That superhero
1: with the yeah.
0: Microphone. Oh, yeah. And you as Dan Rathers. I'm happy to rediscover it. I got just as excited at a whole new go round. There's but, you wearing it. Okay. I'm uh, very hands in the cookie jar. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I and mean, it has nothing to do with Jason Bateman a little. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. We like to talk about anatomy with him. Sure. Wiping styles and preferences. Oh, we were talking about yawning, which led to the whole
1: thing. You'll hear it in the fact yeah, check.
0: You'll hear it all. Uh Jason Bateman is here, my good friend, an actor, a director, a producer, and a podcast host. Of course, Ozark, Arrested Development, Horrible Bosses, The Change Up, Zootopia, and Smartless. We love Jason Bateman. He's so much fun. I'm so glad he came so by So fun. He is. He's terribly fun.
1: He's terrible
0: and fun. He's terrible <laughs> and he's fun. Kind of true. Oh, but before we enjoy j um, we have some Armchair Anonymous prompts for March. Okay. Get out your pen and your paper. Tell us about a time you cheated. I mean, there's a myriad of ways one can cheat. Don't feel limited to romantic. Think outside the box. Absolutely. Surprise us. Tell us about a time someone took the fall for you. Mm, fall guy yeah. story. Gal story. Mm. Tell us about a time you were in a cult.
1: Oh, man, I can't wait for that one.
0: Now, what I like is that a lot of the times on Armchair Anonymous, the stories we hear lead to new prompts.
1: Oh, New Year's Resolutions Gone Bad.
0: Yes, from New Year's Resolutions Gone Bad, it prompted a cult, uh, a cult prompt. So, last, tell us a crazy amusement park story. Mm. So, tell us about a time you cheated. Tell us about a time someone took the fall for you. Tell us about a time you were in a cult. Uh, Or or currently in a call, and tell us a crazy amusement park story. Amuse us. Amuse us with a park story. (laughs) Please enjoy Jason Bateman. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you, uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy. So easy. Head to Squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX.
2: He's an armchair expert. He's an armchair expert. He's an expert. Mommy,
0: nice sweater. Thank you, it's striped. Hello. <laughs> Hi.
1: Good finish. to
3: see you. It's Thanks 20, so much for
0: too. coming. Well, that explains this? that it's striped.
3: Hey, did this get more cozy and magical? And Probably. It's design. It
0: just gets a richer and richer patina after every single interview. <laughs> well,
3: like the tchotchkes and the pictures oh, yeah. and the sound bafflers and <laughs> The, well, the two
0: kits uh, and yeah, uh, Kerplunkets.
1: Definitely part. more art since you've been here last, because. You were here early days.
3: Yeah, there wasn't even curtains. Oh,
1: my God.
3: Have I done this once or twice?
1: Twice, but once on Zoom.
3: Which doesn't
1: count. Yeah, we
0: don't count that. That's a mulligan. You got a lot of stuff coming across the transom over there?
3: I don't get a lot of text, so when I get one, I'm like, oh, someone likes me. (laughs) (laughs) Would you want any olive oil in your coffee, or just black? I would like just a mens. Okay. To use our Nets line. Um, that's what he calls the bot topping. Working backwards. You said, I have been here twice. What why time? did the one time not count?
1: Zoom, Zoom. doesn't count. COVID doesn't when count. When you Zoom. were
0: launching Smartless, I think we were in the middle of COVID. and you Yeah, that's why we did that.
1: it. But it doesn't count. And then
3: count. this is just to keep things real. Those aren't
0: really accurate, but <laughs> right? that's just straight dressing.
1: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Including What's the,
1: the yeah, bugs you? on the tape. Don't look too close. Oh, my God, yeah,
0: the bugs. <laughs> 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 we came in one morning and that had all fallen. And there was, like, when you were a kid in science class and you had to hit them all this like, styrofoam. That's,
3: a, like, a legit way to catch bugs. Isn't there, like, just <laughs> duct tape? Yeah,
0: <laughs> it is. <laughs> Little did we know, all one needs to do is just put duct tape everywhere. It could
1: be a side hustle. We could sell that on Amazon.
0: Armchair duct tape? Mm-hmm. That's funny. That was going to be one of my jokes to Jason. How many interviews have been through oh. on this
1: one? Maybe don't do that. (laughs)
0: You know, I don't even think you're a borderline. You're a germaphobe a bit. Yeah. I'm
3: not a germaphobe. I'm a real keen gross detector. That's Uh, what it is. I'm not worried about (laughs) getting sick. There's something undeniable about the contact of a moist hand against a moist hand Mm -hmm. or a sweaty car and a leg that doesn't have pants on it, right? Like shorts (laughs) against vinyl. There's just stuff that is just tactile, not right. And
0: I'm hearing a through line of moisture.
3: Whenever moisture is present, are you most uncomfortable? somehow I feel like that can be a conduit or conductor for germs to travel.
0: A delivery device. Correct.
3: Dry against dry, they stand no chance.
0: Well, we do know things do live better in dampness.
3: Right. It's a cultivator. Is this where we left off last time about (laughs) wiping and all that stuff? Not again. Of course again. We're more mature now. (laughs) But I actually was thinking about you this morning about an hour ago as I was emptying uh, going through my ritual. And I thought, boy, I wonder if we're going to revisit this. Oh, my God.
1: I thought about both of you also because I haven't gone yet.
3: Oh, you
0: haven't?
1: That never happens. But I bet you peed. I did pee.
3: Okay. And a pee... Gets a front wipe, of course. and so Women. then you should have thought. Well, the only other male I know that does female <laughs> wiping, i.e., fronting, right. is Dak Shepard. But we already covered wiping. it. It makes fronting. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a ton of sense for fronting.
0: <laughs> no, it makes a lot of sense for a woman. You that was to. always my stance. Yeah. Like naturally, yes, you have an open area down there. But alas, we do not. Right, it's which is why we, straight into sack. Which is why we avoid going around the obstacle and we just go rear Oh, yeah, because the rear obstacle is so much tinier. You're saying well, your butt no, cheeks are smaller there's than There's no your...
3: obstacle back there.
0: Of course there is. You're wrestling with a toilet seat, your butt cheeks... You can't see anything, <laughs> so you're trying to predict exactly where you're going to enter. You're
3: avoiding the hassle of negotiating the butt cheeks by going around and lifting up again, your nards. I hate
0: that we're doing this again, but just because <laughs> I, mean, I don't think last time <laughs> I, need... I actually... What?
3: Look at Listener, he's oh, giving a a me a visual now. What a
0: negotiation that was. You have was. to lift and... No, I just go to the side. I go into the crease between the testicle and the inner thigh. So you don't use the other hand to
3: get things out of the way? No, I don't
0: need to do that. Maybe at the beginning of this, before I had my 10,000 hours, but now it's just very simple. And again, it's a scoop, and there's no contact with anything else but the rectum. And you refuse okay. to I'm not believe that it. that's physiologically possible. I
3: think it's possible. I think it's uh...
0: I want a real answer right now. What is the price tag? and I mean it sincerely. What would the dollar try?
3: amount be for you? Just try. I'll do it for free. I might even FaceTime you while I'm doing it. Okay? <gasps> I would I'd love wow. that. <laughs> can we do it
1: on the fact check? Can we oh call
3: yeah, can you? we run a little video? We're sp- against video, sp- but in this of, case. Speaking of what is the price, something that came up at dinner last night I'm really surprised the story did not pick up any traction just to get from <laughs> ass wiping into, Geopolitics. into politics. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> did you see the 60 Minutes where Michael Lewis was on? I didn't. He just gave a fantastic Remind interview. Remind us who Michael Lewis Michael is. Michael Lewis is an author, the guy behind The Big Short, the book, oh.
0: Moneyball. Wrote that incredible Vanity Fair article that started... The big short.
3: Yeah, yeah. And then what's the film with Sandy Bullock? Blindside? Yep. So he was embedded with Sam Bankman-Fried for, I don't know, a year or something and like that. And that's the
0: crazy crypto guy who just was found guilty of fraud? Correct. Not everyone's as elevated as no, your dinner I table no, parties. No, so i love trying to bring this. everyone up to speed.
3: Yes. So <laughs> he's embedded with Sam Bankman-Fried writing a book on him. Obviously, this is before the guy was arrested. The basic theory or strategy of Sam Bankman-Fried was to gather as much money as possible and then redistribute that money into worthy causes. Financial altruism, or something, he had some phrase for it. One of the things that he decided he should put the money towards as a good thing is to ask Donald Trump, what is his price to not run?
0: Oh, oh
3: interesting. Wow. And he reached them. No. He talked to the Donald Trump people, Team. and I'm assuming the man himself, to ask, <gasps> what's the number? What's it going to take to not run? This is the original run. I think this is 2016. Oh, yeah, okay. and he got a response. The number was five billion dollars. <gasps>
1: oh, really? I bet we could do that.
3: Trump said it'll take five billion. Sam Bankman Fried said, "Fine, <laughs> checks coming." And a week later, he happened to get arrested for the fraud stuff, and all the funds were seized, and it couldn't go through. But he would have stopped Trump. This is a fact. Was on the interview in 60 Minutes. Is in the book. Wow. Didn't pick up. Anything in the media was shocked at that. What part are you shocked at? The the media didn't say, oh, my God, we almost averted disaster. (laughs) This is not to sort of lionize Sam Bankman-Fried and said, oh, we screwed up. We let a hero go to jail. But certainly that move there would have been very heroic. Well, listen, there's a lot there. One
0: is just the notion of one guy deciding I can use everyone else's billions to sway a political election. Foundationally to democracy is interesting.
3: Well, I mean, he was assessing, here is an existential crisis that I can avert by redistributing these funds for other, a good cause. Other
0: people's money. You got to start with the fact that this wasn't his money. He didn't have $5 billion. Yeah, but I
3: mean, all money on the planet is everyone else's money. You grab a little of theirs and grab a little of theirs and now it's mine. Okay. Right? They print money every once in a while, but it's basically (laughs) the same
0: stuff. All I'm saying is you happen to agree with that particular cause, but I think it's pretty nuts that someone was entrusted with other people's money and decided that this was something he would use it for without informing the people whose money it was. There's a lot of conversations that could stem from that one at dinner.
3: Oh, right, because he was at that point, managing other people. He appointed money. himself a Robin Hood. Yes. Yes, that wasn't his money. I don't know the details of this, but I think there were many, many packages of five billion dollars. Some of it was his personal money, I think. Probably some of it. And then some smart folks at the dinner last night said, yeah, but we know Trump. Trump would take the five billion and run exactly. anyway. Exactly. Totally. So what we talking about. I didn't say anything. And then do you think it is implied
0: within that story that it would be five billion this go around because I think the numbers definitely increased, right? In sixteen, it was still a shocker. Polling was not predicting that outcome, as we all remember. Correct. It would have been a bit of a hedge bet. At this point, the guy's not even debating anyone or showing right. up in the states. He's winning by like eighty percent. So now I'd have to imagine the numbers. I think twenty no, billion. No, there's right? no
1: number anymore. He wants to get in office and destroy all his enemies. There's get no even. price.
3: First things first, though. Pardon himself. Uh, exactly. Exactly. counts and stay out of jail. Was this strategic now that we're
0: competitors? Because we try to keep this apolitical and then you oh, came in, you, you put the most tasty morsel uh, on I, the I, table I, so I that apologize. we will potentially alienate Wait, half, we half of are, our audience. Did we start? Was this Machiavellian <laughs> in design? And is it all about front wiping me because you may have lost that previous debate? Is that what all this twisted? pathology
3: is? Listen, most of my friends, well, that's not true. I was going to say most of my friends are Republican. How could that be Tons true? of people, well, because I play a lot of golf.
0: Oh, that um, makes
3: sense. Every once in a while we'll talk politics, but I don't give a shit about Republican versus Democrat. I really don't. Oh, let's put it this way. I don't know any MAGA Republicans. Those people I'd probably have a longer conversation with. I would just be really curious about how clearly aggrieved they are, and I understand that there's a lot of people that feel left behind, and I'm very sensitive to that. I know it's not all just, it's our team versus their team. It's a whole different thing. All
0: humans. We'll start there. Where did you start and where do you think you're at now? Politically? Yeah, I'll go first. I started as a libertarian and then in 08, I was like, no, we need some massive oversight of the financial system. Then I was pretty darn progressive and liberal, and now I'm a stone-cold centrist. Where do you think you started
3: and where are you? I'm definitely left. How center-left or left-left I am, I don't know. It's probably issue to issue. But just basically, I feel like my idea of what government could be, should be, is more in line with a Democrat point of view in that I feel like government is a tool to help for the greater good, and I feel like perhaps the more Republican ethos is that government can be a useful tool for business. Or national security. Well, but that's the other thing. Like, how come the Democrats lost the military? Why are you all of a sudden, you know, if you're a Democrat, you hate the military and you can't wave a flag. How did we lose that?
0: <laughs> so yeah, awesome. the Democrats did lose access to the American well, flag. Monica and I talked like, about since that. When?
3: <laughs> yeah, so I just feel like there's a difference in strategy or opinion about government. This comes from a very non-educated brain here about politics. But it just seems like that's kind of the big difference.
0: You just perfectly segued me into one of my other questions I was hellbent on getting out of you today. So you just did it, Capricorn. (gasps)
1: <gasps> really? Yeah, yeah.
0: That was a big discovery this time. I don't know how I missed wow. it on the previous two. Yeah, you just need to Google my birthday and then you'll see my <laughs> astrological sign. <laughs> first thing one could find out. <laughs> <laughs> Most cursory oh, look at you. It adds up, it makes so much sense. That is coming up too. Okay. It's really funny, you're good at this. You're you really hot and great at this. <laughs> yeah, Capricorn's a big thing on my list. Okay. But prior to that, you just did it. You kind of mitigated what was a really astute and eloquent opinion on all of this by saying you're completely uneducated and you don't know. And I want to point out that your previous media company was called Dum Dum, And I was like, oh, that's funny. I mean, it doesn't represent at all what he is. <laughs> and then you start a show called Smartless. And I'm now obsessed with like, what is this distancing yourself from your clear in I obvious I got a lecture intellect. from my wife about that this morning, <gasps> Well, Amanda actually.
3: and I are often in lockstep. Yeah, at the same dinner last night, we were talking about, you <laughs> know...
1: You to dinner? I want to know about this. <laughs> this is just the
3: regular <laughs> Sunday gathering. We were talking about directing and actors and all this stuff. Someone asked me it was a, quote, process question, you know, like, how do I see... And I tend to just start to throw up in my own mouth when I start talking about what is important to me and how I do things, because I certainly start yakking when I hear someone else do it. So I just say, ah, you know, I don't know. It's just you know when something's right, you know when it's not right. You ask him to do it a little different way. And she said this so morning. Said you know what, honey? You sort of just like throw it all away, and you make it sound like you don't really care, and you're no good. It's a you're incredible, and I'm like yeah, but honey, I'd rather err on the side of humility and a shucks than start walking people through how fucking bright I am.
0: Okay, but I insist on delineating the difference between your process as an artist, yeah. and your clear intellect. So one thing is quite pretentious. Or potentially pretentious, and that's what you and I are both bristling allergic against. to. Yeah, and I think we're both from pretty modest means. We're people like that that flexed in a prestige way got smacked down pretty handily. For me it's linked to a real threat that if you come off as lofty and above other people, you're fighting the biggest guy in your class really quickly. Yeah, you're
3: just asking for it and they'll find you. They'll find a little hole and then you'll kind of start stammering and then you're done and you've lost credibility <laughs> at least to dicks like me who are paying attention. I'm like kind of waiting for those folks to like not be able to pull it off in every interview, mm-hmm. you know. Right, right. I mean, I'm not keeping score and like shot in front but it is a distraction when somebody overly postures. None of us are that smart. We're all trying to figure it out. And the smarter you get, the less you discover you know. Great. I get it. But specifically,
0: you're smart. Minimally, you're not smartless or a dumb dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone really far to the extreme. There's one thing to not parade around... I forget who I had heard, and this is alleged and probably rumored, but I think I heard Jeff Goldblum had a license plate that said 180 IQ. Have you ever heard this legend? Oh, really? Uh-uh. So that's one approach. Right. It's like a license plate with your IQ number on it. And my apologies to him, because he's phenomenal.
3: Yeah, but that's like self-hanging a target on your back.
0: Yes, but again, there's a very wide spectrum between dum dumb and smartless and 180 IQ. Why are you marching so hard towards- I'm not. Something that's actually, I would argue, is even a bigger offense, which is it's disenfranchised honest.
3: Well, Smartless and Dumb Dumb, I think, are in a different category in that we're like saying, look, we're going to start from a base of whoever we're talking to, they know more about what we're asking them than we do, otherwise you wouldn't be asking them the question. So yeah. this is just the basic dynamic of an interview. As far as me being insincerely modest, I'm not. I thirst to know as much as possible. I didn't graduate high school. <laughs> I watch MSNBC 10 hours a day and read three papers a day and talk to smart folks like you or anybody else that's really interesting and has a point of view on stuff because I'm curious. Our business is studying people.
1: Were you called stupid? <clears throat> No. Okay, never.
3: And I'm going to
0: accept that. But I think we could go a layer deeper. So even the initial name of this podcast was The One Millionth Podcast, <laughs> which was humorous at the time because there was 250,000 podcasts. Now, ironically, Wait, there's eight. did that eight, not clear? Why there's, 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 you it. <laughs> it. Ah, did
2: you go with it? You know, <laughs> you feel
0: me, right? <laughs> yeah. And that is my low self-esteem and my fear of being ridiculed and made fun of that I'm going to beat you to the punch I'm already self-conscious that there's already Mark Maron there's already Chris Hardwick you know It's been done already when we enter the fray, and I am self-conscious that I'm late and I'm a poser. So I'm going to blast you with the joke right out of the gate, the one millionth podcast. I'm grateful we thought better of it.
1: I mean, I have to call out a big elephant in the room. Armchair expert means smartless.
3: Right. They mean the exact same thing. You're some clown on a barca lounger (laughs) like you two are right now, (laughs) popping off with your hot take about X, Y, and Z, and you're being self-effacing. That's charming, it's warming, it's winning, it's embracing of your audience saying, listen, we're not going to say we know everything here. We're just going to kind of explore stuff together.
0: Okay, listen, great point, Monica. I concede it's a great point. You're in the lead right now, Bateman, (laughs) but I have to point out my definition of armchair expert, which is not a monday morning quarterback it is in its original definition they were scientists they were professors but they were doing no experiments the original armchair experts were just lazy smart people now that i can own i'm not out actually gathering data i'm getting like the fewest bits of information so i can form my own opinions or broadcasting but what you I have fixed.
3: legit credentials i don't have it in front of me
1: oh no don't make him say i'm it. asking <laughs> no i forget I you forget. are trying to sabotage no, no, us you have
3: a degree <laughs> in something. And and another thing and something else Like I just Every time I hear it I guess I immediately pour cement over it Because it's so threatening to me But it's awesome What is it again? Tell me where'd you graduate from? UCLA UCLA Anthropology Anthropology what a, a magna cum I mean. Oh, it's but, no. But, Monica, okay, don't worry. And he's all Monica tatted Suma. up and he drives Ma- like old domestic fucking muscle cars. And he tries to keep it so real with Have his you fucking seen his muscles Chuck Taylors. But this guy can get through a book. <laughs> I know.
0: Listen, no, Monica's summa cum laude. Oh, I need you right now. Okay, okay I can't be fighting both of you. I'm but sorry. look at her. She
3: I, looks <laughs> washed. She's wearing a nice sweater it's and true. pants and shoes. I'm and it's the like part. you assume she knows what she's talking about. You look like a guy that if I hang out too long, you're gonna ask me for a loan for <laughs> sure.
0: Or say, like, bro, if you want me to fill it, you're at the wrong pump. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta move over one. You want that windshield washed. That, that hose ain't gonna stretch. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and I think that that's a really interesting combo.
0: I think I understand it. And I'm admitting to you, I was going to do the millionth podcast because I'm embarrassed I'm late.
3: What does that make smart list? Because we were just drafting off of you. (laughs) Listen, and I think
0: you and I have some of the stuff. And so, yes, the tattoos and the muscles, that's like Michigan playground, constantly in fear of getting my ass kicked by a guy three years older than me and sending the loudest message to the world. You're going to have your hands full. Pick someone else. (laughs) I'm not even saying I'm the toughest. I'm saying there's easier options. And it's just all baggage, (laughs) but it won't stop. I know. I'm 49. What kind of baggage do you think you can at least laugh at yourself about? Where you're like, oh my God, we're still doing this at 54.
3: You know, the thing, Monica, you asked me was I ever called stupid. I wasn't called stupid, but I was called stuck up by like kids in fifth, sixth grade, seventh grade, when that was the worst thing you could say to somebody. And I was really sensitive about coming back into school after being away on set for a few months. Every year, that was kind of my routine. And so I would get sort of ostracized by the cool kids. So I have tried to compensate for that by really working on being as kind as I possibly can. I fall well short often, but that made me, I hope, a better person. Maybe I would have been a little blind to being arrogant, cliche, you know, in this permissive business as far as bad behavior goes. That's some helpful baggage, I think.
0: And can I add some behind the scenes? I will say, your comedic persona is a bit acerbic, and for people who've never spent time with you personally, you genuinely are the softest, stepping, kindest, most engaging. You're asking a lot of Questions, you're showing interest. Like, I'm watching you navigate a whole week at Kimmel's place. But a real asshole, too. Right? Well, I, mean, I don't like, see that. Here we, yeah, go. Sure you Here do. we go. Here no, we go. No, but
3: you know. <laughs> You and I can sit in the corner and fucking rip a party apart, you know, <laughs> well, just mumbling
0: to each other. You know, you would play tag, and there's a porch that's safety, yeah, or there's a source of oxygen, and you and I are occasionally popping into a corner, to right? Go like, How damp was that hand? Did you show? Right. <laughs> so his hand, like,
3: I gotta carry a towel. And- it's a recharge, though, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and we both know we don't mean it. We're just doing bits. We're yeah. playing the dick. Probably.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Play the dick. <laughs> it's a great bit of advice. That should have been your answer last night when someone asked
3: your process. I was oh, trying to figure yeah. out what a
0: dick would do <laughs>
3: and then I, I run right at it. By the way, the other thing I was thinking about on the way over here is that Smartless is just another one of your children that you've gone without fathering. Because you've got children all over the country you don't even know about, right? So you gave spawn <laughs> to this podcast. Okay. You meant like physical children. Yeah, You fathered <laughs> Smartless. That's you were,
1: very kind, Dax. Well, you should take it's, that. It's a
3: thousand percent true. You were a first guest. Because of that, we kind of sarcastically said during COVID, because Will and John and I were staying in contact via Zoom, and you guys had just gotten that very deserving huge deal, and we were like fuck, let's go get some of that <laughs> Dax money. And so we kind of jokingly, you know, and shockingly people listened and it lasted longer than COVID. But it is a thousand percent because of what you guys have built here. And so just well, if I have said it lately, let me say it again. Thank you for that.
0: Oh my God, my pleasure. And people are curious naturally all the time. Are you now upset that you have this kind of competitor that are your three friends? And I can say really genuinely, and Monica and I have a very similar Answer, I think, which is, when you entered, there were a couple million podcasts, and there were many, many famous people giving yeah, it a go. It wasn't, podcasts. yeah, Obama and <laughs> Springsteen have one. It wasn't a given because your combined appeal publicly was going to ensure that. So you have a magic. I've been very happy for you, genuinely. And then I've been jealous about different elements of it. Tell me, because I will say, not
3: sort of mutually kind of blowing each other, but... Should we get into a 69 position? Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> remain <scissors. of> this. <laughs> but truly, and this is not being falsely modest, I honestly think what you guys do is much more difficult. A, you're doing two-hour episodes, and you're doing multiple ones a week. Okay, which takes a lot of research, a lot of patience, a lot of work ethic. We're doing it one hour a week, and we talk for five minutes and then we bring on a triple A-list guest, which, not to take anything away from, say, any of the nighttime talk shows that have been on for years and years and years, I think a large portion of why they stay relevant is because they're constantly having a guest on that is at the peak of the zeitgeist, irrespective of who the host is. So it may sound falsely modest, but that is sort of our show. You're having conversations for over two hours with scientists and artists that are not necessarily on the radar, and the appeal of that episode is fully reliant on your ability to engage in that person, be the layman asking the questions that are going to be interesting to people that are not otherwise interested in that industry or occupation. That takes a lot of research. Well, listen,
0: that's the hugely flattering. And thank you for all those things. And you pretty much isolated exactly what my thing is. So the only bits of jealousy I've had is the cumulative relationships you guys have to getting guests. I'll scroll through your thing and I'm like, fuck, it just happened this morning. I was like, I got to catch up on who's been on lately. I was like, Emma Stone, I'd fly to her, I'd cut off a pinky. Yeah, I have no contact to her. I don't know how to get to her. And then you have Ruffalo. But There's three of us. The
3: chances are that one of the three of us know the person, have met the person, or might even be friends with the person, or this person has something they're promoting and they gotta do one of our podcasts and either you guys are booked or someone else. We get a lot of incoming as I'm sure you guys do as well.
0: Now, as I'm sure, right, you guys do too. But if there's been any, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting emotional now.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: if there's been any jealousy. It's been That's my favorite kind <laughs> of crying, by the way. <laughs> Is a dude that's just
2: <laughs> uh, 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 you know, start <laughs> like clearing your throat trying
0: to keep it down. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't come here to <clears throat> fuck <fight> with,
1: you. <laughs>
0: and I didn't come to talk with you about <clears throat> your mother. <clears throat>
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's a real actor. Yeah, it's so good oh for the God. guys who don't know how to cry. That's a great <laughs> strategy. Just make it part of your
0: character. <laughs> Or Bob Dursett from The Jinx, just as you're starting to get emotional, just start burping. Ugh, remember that at the that's end, right. in the burping. I would love to see an actor pull that off in a movie. <laughs> it's like a... <laughs> Becky. Right. Oh. Ew! Ooh. You can fake burp. I can pretty easily. Can I hear it? Let me set the scenario. Hold on. I'm Doug. I'm your coworker and partner in a business. Sure. And you just found out I stole all the money. Yeah. Hey, Doug.
3: I was looking through some of your paperwork. Yeah. And I. Excuse me. <laughs> I noticed oh, that. That
1: you- was so good.
3: <laughs> so that's oh easy. God. What's very difficult? Hold on. Can we go a little deeper in the scene? We're oh no. There's two things an actor needs to be able to do if they want to call themselves great. Okay. It's being able to. Actually, there's three things. Okay. Believably sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear that. Believably yawn. Uh huh. And the double take. Oh, Oh. sure. The double take is very,
0: very hard to do well. I noticed waking up hasn't made your list, and I was just watching a show last night, and someone had to wake up, and I was like, almost no one does it correctly. And you have to wake up more than you would think you do as an actor
3: in scenes. The big thing is having a director that gives you the time to wake up, believably. (laughs) Yes, They want you to just sort of like blink a couple times, (laughs) rub your eyes with your fists, and (laughs) up you go. And see your phone perfectly
0: and read the bad news and react. (laughs) Right. All right, go back to the list. It was sneezing, yawning, and the double take. So there's no auditory component to to the, or maybe you could add an auditory component, but I would love to hear the sneeze. <laughs> yeah, there's a what right the. A what the what with the, an who? ellipsis. <laughs> yeah. What? what in the? <laughs> what the? Wait, <laughs> yeah, we need
1: the sneeze. I wanna
0: hear the sneeze. I can't do it. Let's have a sneeze off. This could be fun, because we've never got to act together, and now Monica will be the audience, and this will be kind of like a mano y mano showdown.
3: I would make the choice. Well, here, I'll show you. So Dax, it's such a pleasure. <laughs> oh. So, I would make the choice to be one of those silent sneezers because if you do the hoo ha ha,
0: we're going to be able to tell. That was a good choice. That was really good. And he already took it. So, now I'm painted it. This is just like when you're listening to someone audition in a room. And I just heard Bateman (laughs) chose the internal sneeze. So, I'm now painted into a corner and I'm Uh, doing this cold. I also did the same thing on the burp, if you remember, right? (laughs) There we go. All right. Hey, Jay, what are you cooking in here? Smells like you are using a lot of. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
3: Thanks very much. Um we have your availabilities and we will be in
0: touch. <laughs> oh no. I didn't get <laughs> it, yeah. It. <laughs> I think. I have a second, stab it. It
1: was a little it too big. too fat.
0: It was too big. Still rolling? The I'm on notes.
1: Was too You were shocked by it.
0: Okay, you're right. Let's go again. Okay, let's go again. Oh. you cooking breakfast? Yeah, sure am. Oh yep. my god, that looks you great. Like that does not look good. Yeah, it's a little I salt little p-. Is that a little pepper? Push- yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> Mm. You Uh, you pepper
3: on there? Yeah, you sneezed right in
0: the pan. I'm trying to get a pepper joke and the sneeze. It's too much stuff. You got to front load the pepper and
3: then sneeze. You got to establish the pepper to the listener.
0: Okay, then let's do yawn, and I insist on going first this time, because you obviously, it's one zero, Jason Bateman. Sorry. No wonder you're an heir and I'm not. Okay. (laughs) All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah.
3: Morning. Oh, my
0: gosh. I didn't fucking...
3: Yeah, see, here's, Uh there's, no, there's (laughs) a. it's it's been a while since I acted. The real yawn starts as sort of like a regular yawn, and then the real one goes extra deep in the second half. Fuck, okay, let's see it. This is not gonna be good, because it's very hard. Well, hopefully
0: it's worse than mine. See, right there, you can <laughs> tell,
3: I just, I'm just, i just spreading my mouth. You don't have it. There's a deeper reach yeah. in the real yawn Wait, that do you goes down. You didn't get there. No, you yeah.
1: can make yourself yawn if you...
3: If you
0: see somebody yawn. Uh, Monica, let's well, see one, that. let's see one. You're an well, now actor. I feel, yeah, I know, it's very high pressure.
3: Here we it's go. not great for radio, by the hey, way. Hey, Moni, exactly.
1: how are you? No, I don't wanna do an acting. I, oh. just see, I just wanna see if I can make myself yawn. If you make the back of your throat, like,
0: this? I can do a real yawn, actually. Yeah, I don't know I, why I didn't choose to do a real yawn. Right, you
1: could always go regular. No. I
0: can't. Looks can, like you I'm were not. stroking. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I look when I yawn. Now where I'm in a debate with the director where it's like, you didn't blank. And I'm like, well, that is how I do it in real
3: life. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> See, this that is where I start fighting with the actor. <laughs> <laughs> can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> Guys, let's take a tight five. <laughs> <laughs> Dex. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot uh, I mean, you were
1: in air. I already forgot that.
3: You did? I
1: loved air. Why didn't
3: you do a great job with that? Well, my you know they're God. my
1: boyfriends. Yeah?
0: Oh yeah. Both of them.
1: Both. Yeah. Good they're for my you. boyfriends. I know.
0: I've taken numerous runs at forcing her to pick. Literally it's like asking you to pick between I mean, your two daughters. I'm a big man. You will pick Matt. God, you give it up. No, I
1: told you that in real life I feel for so marriage. betrayed by for marriage, this whole interview. You said we've my talked acting sucks.
0: <laughs> you just gave him the answer I've been trying to get for nine years. That's this is a betrayal. Are you joining the cast of Smartless? Get a
3: fourth body Why in there? Why do you feel Matt would be a better choice?
1: Only for marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I'm picking. I
3: got you. We're playing marriage, fuck, kill. Yes. Who am I That's
1: killing?
0: right.
3: Fuck Who's Ben. Who's the third? You're going to fuck Ben. Well, killing Dax. That's no. happened. We, we haven't picked a third. Player. Yeah, we need a third player. Dak Shepard.
1: Yeah. Kill. No. Well, then no. It's just no, whoever we throws i I'm already married lamb. to him.
0: Right. The third is a sacrificial lamb because we already know she's fucking Ben and marrying Matt. So it's right. like, who do you want it's her to true. kill? Trump. There you go. You're so political. Yeah. Would you see that in my eyes? I didn't <laughs> say
3: that. <laughs> but
0: how about how great a job he did with that film? So Hold good. on. I think we could really challenge her right now. Ryan Gosling,
3: Ben Matt.
1: I love him, but I would kill Gosling.
3: Okay. Wasn't you would.
1: They're just my number
3: ones. How would you kill Ryan? With his roller skates? Uh,
1: sexually. Fuck him to death.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sexually. It's a loophole. <laughs> Fuck him into extinction.
3: <laughs> yeah, but that movie, I was proud of him for that because making a movie that sort of suspenseful and compelling and it's just about a business deal, one that we know how it ends.
0: Jaws never shows up. We don't have Michael Jordan Well, until, the, film.
3: the way he constructed that, until the end and it's archival footage when Matt's landing the plane there with that big speech and it's so oh. impactful where they flash forward and yeah. you're seeing this footage of him so you're right
0: you get some archival but we don't have the big man although how could he have it's a period
3: piece and he certainly doesn't look 28 anymore right you could have hired an actor to play him too iconic well, yeah exactly ben was just like no that'd bump you out of the movie yeah yeah
0: stay tuned
3: for more armchair Expert.
0: Okay, so I had a Ben question. I yeah. wanna get into some interpersonal Hollywood stuff. Let's first tackle the Capricorn, because I think I've said this on here before. I have never been more attracted to a human being than I am you. Mm. you look good right there. No, we don't
3: need the yet or the but. You're a Capricorn well, we too, do, aren't you? we do, or it's over. You're a
0: Capricorn as well. Yes, yeah. and that honestly answered the hugest mystery to me today, or yesterday when I learned you were a Capricorn. Because we have a friend, Erica. Yes. Erica is beautiful. She's incredibly intelligent. She's super competent, which is, I think, the most attractive thing a human being can be. We have anti-chemistry. When we try to hug at the door, it's clumsy, and we both feel awkward, and we acknowledge it. That's sexual tension. Nope. Ooh, I'm you're... telling you, it Dax, is. Dax, you a predator. <laughs> sex
3: tension. It is
0: not sex tension. <laughs> You've observed it. You would agree. I would agree. But the least amount of chemistry with Erica, and having nothing to do with her metrics in all these categories of attractiveness and everything else. We have anti-chemistry. And if I go through my life, I have zero Capricorn friends.
3: And I'm curious if you do. I do, they're the people I get along best with. Really? Yeah. Look at how well you and I vibe. We get each other right from the jump. We vibe so well, yet we're not best friends. And
0: that's a great curiosity to me. I aired it last time and I keep making this awkward, putting you in this position. We don't need to be, because we see each other and it's explosive and we got a lot to catch up on.
3: I like it, it's great. One of my oldest best friends. Leif Garrett? <laughs> no, is born a day after me, Steve Whitting, January the 15th. 15th, yeah. Okay. And we don't spend a lot of time together at all. We talk half a dozen times a year. Semi-annually? Yeah, by the way, I'm like that with everybody. But if I need some real sit down, competent, let's get real, I need you, all of you right now. Yeah, he's your it's guy. Capricorns that I go to.
0: Wow, and do you put any, we just evaluated our own scores, and I'm gonna ask you, so zero is it's hogwash, 10 is you're making all life decisions based <laughs> on your astrological chart. Where do you put yourself in there? Oh, I'm about a three or a four. That's pretty good. And Monica was- It's pretty common
1: for Capricorns.
0: Did you say you were a five going to
1: 6.5? Yeah, well, we did a hundred. We did a scale of a hundred, so it was a little, but yeah, I think I said I was a 46, but I'm going to get to 60.
0: And she was a two like a year and a half ago.
3: I think Capricorns will look at astrological forecasts or the daily fortune as a- Confirmation to what they already feel and already (laughs) know. That's, you know, as opposed to (laughs) looking for some sort of thing they can defer to and like, what's it gonna be? What's it? Oh, thank God they said that. I right size it for sure.
1: And skepticism is part of Capricorn. Well, I was gonna
3: say,
0: Monica, I'm asking, what I do think you and I have in common, and probably why we were immediately drawn to directing, is I'm incredibly decisive for all my faults. And sometimes that is a fault, but I'm never curious about what my opinion is ever.
3: Are you? That's my sort of kryptonite as well, is I'm so buttoned up and prepared and responsible about opportunities of leadership that when it's time to make a decision, I've usually done the requisite work, and therefore I don't stumble into a decision. So if somebody has a different idea, it's got a real high bar to jump over such that I can seem like I'm not really that collaborative.
0: Because you've really thought it through.
3: Yeah, and also I'm a big believer in, unless your idea is better, you're being disruptive because different is worth exploring, but we might not have the time for that exercise.
0: Let's also add, and this will sound arrogant, but it is the truth, which is a movie is in its best, form a director's point of view and tone. And although a different suggestion might be better in that moment, it would violate what ultimately the goal is which is some consistency in vision and tone. So you're kind of comparing apples and oranges sometimes with suggestions.
3: I mean look, you're sitting in a movie theater the person to your left is going to want the ending to be different than the person on your right. Neither one is right, neither one is wrong. It's personal preference and we can't shoot three different endings so we're going to have to go with the person who just happens to be sitting in the director chair and through any number of legitimate or illegitimate reasons they're in that chair, we gotta go that way and unless that decision is a wrong, a broken decision, let's do it. So the different thing is an interesting exercise but you can't give it the time that you might want to because the next person is gonna have a different idea too and it's like chocolate versus vanilla versus strawberry, they're all great but we can't have them all. It's not called Neapolitan, this film. (laughs) Unless it is. Right. Unless it is. But if those ideas are coming in as a better version of what I'm trying to go for. Of chocolate
0: and you want chocolate. Right, then
3: it's like, oh, thank you. That's so helpful because the note is coming from them trying to recommend or suggest something that might further what they think I'm trying to go for. That's really helpful. We have a great metaphor here now for directing
0: because it really is. It's like, if your suggestion can make my chocolate dish chocolatier, let's party. (laughs) But if you want it to be strawberry, I can't help you.
3: Yeah, and it's not wrong. I mean, a strawberry would be a great way to go. Oh, but it's just not the way I'm driving. And you have no idea what my plans are for the scene that follows this that so we're shooting in five weeks. Mine's going to make more sense then, but I don't have time to walk you through that.
0: Right. Should we collab on a book called... <laughs> it's called Shut the... 31 F- Flavors of <laughs> Directing. <laughs> the pictures of Ice Cream. I feel like Mamet's already done that. Yeah. Also, can you imagine Christopher Nolan cruising through a bookstore oh and gosh. seeing our co-authored book on directing? <laughs> the deep belly laugh he would have or if Fincher saw this book that you and I had the audacity to put um, out?
3: Man, those guys are good.
0: (laughs) But with our mutual (laughs) hangups, we would title it like how not to direct to get us out of all the crap. Right, exactly. How to be a shitty director. How to direct like an idiot. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: But how does that work on Smartless then? Do you guys ever have, we just had a creative difference.
3: One of three in six years. They're
1: very rare. Was
3: it about a certain guest? About whether we should have a certain guest? No,
1: but we have had. We have those. I wouldn't call those those
3: creative differences though.
1: Yeah, it was a small thing about how much to keep at the top of the episode. It was really small. And ultimately. There's a bunch of
0: off mic stuff, which we have a lot of and I like it. It adds a little flavor. It's become a bit of a fingerprint to the show, and I like it. But in this certain case, I thought it had gone on way too long, and I was saying, if I were listening, I would either skip ahead or I just got impatient to hear the good audio. So it wasn't even like what was being said that I was critical of.
1: And ultimately, we did agree, I think.
0: This is in the editing process? about We had already released it, Oh, and then we went in and shortened Got it, it. ultimately. Yeah.
1: But it wasn't really a creative difference, but we thought it was a creative difference. And <laughs> we <laughs> and wanted it.
0: And it got, yeah, hot,
3: it got hot, huh?
1: It didn't. We get hot, though. We get it in fights. It actually
0: demonstrated a lot of our growth because three years ago, we would have not talked to each other for two weeks. We would have continued to do the show. And, and pretended. We would have, and we would have been good in the fact check, but there would have been zero communication. Personally. We would have left here and walked our separate ways. <laughs> we did that a couple dozen times in the first three years. Ooh.
1: It was rough, but those were mainly like, they got personal.
0: Or we, we were yeah, upset with we each other felt personally. personally attacked by the creative differences at the yes. beginning.
1: So you I guys are, Three equals, I mean, to be fair, it's Dax's show and I'm co-hosting it. It's our show. It's our show, but we have different jobs here. And you guys don't. Does that ever get hard?
3: It hasn't gotten hard yet because we're very, very aware of that. We go through everything trying to avoid what could bring down the show, which is a fight. We would be okay about what you guys did. I used sort of like kept things quiet, kept doing the show. But the three of us, we'd talk about it on air and it would probably go further. And the showman in us would probably exacerbate it because we'd probably think it would make a good episode (laughs) to really get into it. Yeah. So I think there's a part of us that know that if we get into a real fight, we could wreck something that we're really happy doing. I feel like if we do anything well, it's that people are in this room with us, in our friendship with us. They are also a friend with us. And so if it's vibey, then like, what do we got? So we're very, very fair. If one person cares more about something than the other two it's very self-evident and we just go that way
0: if you and arnett ever had any dust-ups in your very long friendship oh god yeah what's the arc of those things is there a period of silence yeah is there any yelling ever or is it like hurt feelings
3: no we're very soft with one another we both know how sensitive we both are and sean too we're all real soft and chewy inside
0: yeah i just know you and arnett have been inseparable
3: since arrested we love each other to death we both know what's the big button or 12 that we have that we could press that we don't. And if we ever get lazy and we do lean on one of those buttons, that's when we'll get mad at one another. Because we both know that we know each other's soft spots. You yeah, know exactly. And if you hit that, it's like, buddy, that's fucking lazy.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It feels extra cruel because it's not like they stumbled into it unwittingly.
3: Right. Have you ever screamed at each other? No, I don't think so. The only relationship that I think can really weather something that emotional and that challenging is Amanda. Marriage. Yeah. We live together. For 24? How long have you been married 20, yeah, something like that. Something crazy I read. I, think. I wrote it down. I'm not an advocate for fighting, but I do feel that a certain level of real intense argument at times can be a bit of a compliment to the relationship because this is something I know we can bear. I can go a layer deeper with you about what it is I'm feeling upset about. I don't need to pad it. This is efficient for us to be able to go this hard, this clear. You know, we're in couples therapy every once in a while, and that's a dangerous place to be if you don't feel like the other person can handle the truth. We both work hard to make sure our relationship is strong enough and honest enough to be able to handle hearing the things that really matter to the other person. Otherwise, you can't Make it. Do you yeah. two watch Couples Therapy? The show. No, Do you watch. Oh, that? Oh, what's that? Where oh station God. is it on? Is originally a show. It's on
0: thirteen <laughs> at eight p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Don't miss it. There's no other way to see it. Where is it on the dial? <laughs> it's a Showtime show. I mean, showtime, thank you. Is it a reality? Or it's specific? a reality show about this wonderful therapist Orna, and it's real couples. And I would say what's proprietary about it is. There's multiple couples going at once, right? So it's not like you're stuck with any one person. Like any episode may have three sets of couples and then 10 episodes, you're tracking their entire 10 weeks of therapy. And they know they're being filmed? Oh, yeah. It's incredible. It's one of the most fascinating shows we've ever seen. We're obsessed. And everyone we know that watches it completely obsessed. Sounds very uncomfortable. It is. (laughs) But comforting to all the points you're just making. Because you're not as fucked up as them? (laughs) Well, yeah, that would be the easiest way to say it. But in reality what you're forced to recognize is it is hard for two human beings to come together and cohabitate and compromise and try to live a shared life. It's fucking brutal. So if anything else, it just goes, oh yeah man, give yourself a break. It's not easy. There is no relationship on planet Earth where both people want the same amount of sex. Like so just start there. It doesn't exist. Sure.
3: Every one of these couples, one of them wants more sex and the other one wants less. That's comforting. And also I just think it's a basic human instinct to not want, like, I don't want me with boobs. I don't need redundant <laughs> (laughs) a a duplicate. Yeah, you're probably sick of yourself most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So I want someone that is not opposite. I want some nice overlap, but somebody that presents a different outlook, a yin and a yang, another hand to clap.
0: Yeah, as I say, I don't actually even need to fight about it or be convinced of it. I need to observe someone in close proximity that's choosing a different approach and getting different results. I guess that's a Capricorn thing. I don't want to be told how to do it, but how could I not observe that Kristen's kind to everybody? In every set I go to, they're like, oh, that's my favorite person I've ever worked with. And then she's always, as we all have lulls and peaks, in the lulls, people are dying to give her another chance. They're dying to bet on her again. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Not that I was ever a dick, but just the ability to observe someone do something different and then see the results and consider incorporating that. I enjoy being with someone that's so opposite because we're almost inevitably going to choose the opposite ways to approach everything.
3: Yeah, and I'm sure you can identify the myriad ways that she has made you a better person in the areas that are similar to her, right? In other words, you've absorbed great qualities from her and made them part of your You're probably in
0: one of the great positions to evaluate that because we met each other
3: Right at the start of it, right? Yeah. Same for me with Amanda. The things that she has counseled me on that I have pushed back probably at start, but then you, as you say, secretly watch her do exactly what she was telling me to (laughs) maybe try to do and look at the results that she's getting and like, Yeah. yeah, I can make that a part of me too. And eventually it becomes a sincere add to your tool belt. Yeah. As you guys are approaching, not to scare you, but I guess you have six more years with your youngest? In the house? Oh, yeah, yeah. And one year. So Franny's left what, with Franny. 17 now? She's 17. She's going to be a senior starting in September. I don't know when this is going to air. But... I think we're going <laughs> to December of 2024. <laughs> just a little Christmas gift. Yeah. <laughs> Try to talk about what's on the like Christmas list. I got a year left with Franny and then Maple, she's 12. So we got six years left with her in the house. And with Lincoln and Delta, you've got plenty of time.
0: It just started the clock for me. Like when Delta turned nine in December, I was like, Fuck, we're halfway there. Yep. I have two thoughts, and I was curious if you were having them as well. One is complete heartbreak. I just don't understand. I'm not going to do well. I don't want them ever to not live in my house. I want to see them when I wake up every single morning for the rest of my life.
3: And their family, too. They can move in as well.
0: All the generations can live with me. But that's one aspect where it's just a kind of deep heartbreak and fear about that. The second one is opening myself up to what the fantasy of... What is the final kind of section of my life? Which is you and Kristen. Yes. And also that includes probably some kind of retirement. It includes where do I live? And I'm curious, A, do you have a little bit of a panic about them being gone? And then B, what are the fantasies you're crafting?
3: So funny. I knew we were going to talk about this today. I swear (laughs) to God. Capricorn. Capricorns. So We know it all. I'm very, very aware that The girls are going to go to school when they're done with high school and it will be back to what Amanda and I had before we were pregnant. We're going to return back to just a twosome, but now we're two pretty different people and our union is different now. How is that going to go? I think it's going to go very, very well. But where are we going to go? Your question? Yeah, how much what will do, you work? We where do? will you go? By the time Maple's out, so another six years, I will probably finally find a place to be comfortable throttling back a little bit on work. I'm still, it's another piece of baggage that I carry. The 90s. Yeah, is not working, which is not dissimilar from most people in the business. There's a panic about where's the next job going to come from. But I will probably be content as far as a creative contribution too. I will be less famine. I'll need a smaller meal maybe every 18 months instead of every 12 months. So I'll work a little bit less. I'll bet you we won't live in Los Angeles. I think we'll go east.
0: I was wondering about this. Where do you fantasize about
3: I fantasize about New York. The city? Yeah, but also outside the city now a little bit. There's something undeniable about the energy of New York City. I like who I am there. I like that I am much more curious. Just Joe Blow walking down the street, I assume he's doing something really important with his life. Joe Blow walking down the street in L.A., (laughs) I don't give the same benefit of the doubt to, for whatever reason, you know, and it's unfair. Probably is (laughs) flip-flops. Right. But you know, there's multiple industries there in that city. Here, we're a real company town and chances are you're going to bump into somebody that does what we do and there you might spark up a great conversation with somebody in art or finance or shipping, whatever the hell it is. So I do like that about that city. I also like seasons. I literally love trees that lose their leaves we don't have a lot of those out here it's real cozy to me
0: Yeah, it's a nice punctuator of time because it just starts flying by and when every day is identical here i feel like that
3: aids in that yeah i also just have a sense that when i'm in that region of the country i feel more of the history of the united states of which we don't have a ton of there's literally not a structure in this country that was standing 400 years ago. I know,
0: we just interviewed Juno Temple and her house was 700 years old. In town, there's buildings a building thousand
3: years old in England. Yeah. yeah.
1: She would like drive by Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. Like, she
3: sees it on her yeah, way to her you boarding go buy school. buy a pack of cigarettes in a building that's 600 years yeah. old. Yeah. You know? Yes. So I like that there's sort of the pedigree over there. And that's what I think we'll be doing then. And I am excited about how Amanda and I are going to live the balance of our years as a twosome. What's the secret sauce to make that go well. Is it finding a closer union or is it honoring each other's space more? I'm sure it's a combination of the two, but we'll see. And do you have Wanderlust bad? My mom was a flight attendant for Pan Am for 30 some years when I was a kid. And so I was often dragged around the planet as a young kid before I was old enough to appreciate the cultural relevance and significance of it. So I was just inconvenienced. I was limited having a bag, having to fly around in a suit. <laughs> you had to put on a little suit. Uh, yeah, because we're flying standby. So you got to wear a suit and tie. Oh my God! So and, and, and the briefcase. My God. Yeah, where are my friends? I'm having a haul <sighs> homework around the place. So it's just like yeah. I don't like traveling. Still to this day, so no, no to that. However, I do like a fancy hotel. No. No. Yes, yes, yes. So yes, yes. if we can go someplace where it is a significant upgrade, anybody in any home anywhere in the world, your home. You've spent time curating it and the chair you like, the proximity to the table, to the clicker, to the TV.
0: How about just getting your coffee in the morning? I've made that as simple as possible for right. myself. Right,
3: that's what gives you safety and warmth. and To take yourself out of that nest and put yourself voluntarily in a foreign land if it's not better than where you're leaving, the math doesn't work for me.
0: This is a boo-hoo, no one will fucking feel bad, nor should they. But of the many things that's been revealed to me about climbing the socioeconomic ladder that I didn't anticipate was, yeah, now I have a house I fucking love. And we did this. We went somewhere over the last spring break, rented a little house in a mountain town. And I was like, you know, this is way, way, way less pleasant than our house. And it used to be every time I left my house, it was something Exciting and different. And now I've kind of built myself a gilded cage. These little things, and I'm like, I didn't foresee this.
3: Now, what I will say is that I'll bet you, as the mortality tap on the shoulder becomes stronger and stronger, my curiosity about what else is going on around the world, I've got a limited amount of time to check that out if I'm curious. Yeah that will start to get louder and I probably will start to feel like, well, before I die, I should probably go check out this place, this place, and this place. Because that is getting louder in my head is that we're on the downhill now, we're closer to death than we are to birth. You don't see that China wall pretty soon here. Right. You're not gonna do it at 80. Yeah, CNN International is interesting, but you can only go so far on that.
0: (laughs) Okay, speaking of 60 Minutes, I, for my whole life, have been watching it and I've always been seeing these ads for Viking cruises and (laughs) they've always looked so boring and stupid. And within the last five years, I've been like, let me get this straight. I sit in my room with a big glass door wall and Europe goes by out the window. This seems like heaven. Have you considered a Viking cruise? Not a sponsor,
1: <laughs> soon to be. Yes.
3: I'm not a big, I don't do well being trapped. trapped. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not for me. Either.
3: But I do like the idea of your hotel room stays constant yet it's moving <laughs> to different destinations and then you can get in a little dinghy and yeah. go into port and then come back. Have a I nice like
0: that. meal in fucking Verona, then you're over here and you do this. You know how else you can
3: do that is on a train. You ever thought about the Orient Express? I'll go with you. Should we do yeah. a Sean and Scotty train? want to do it too. This train, I was looking at pictures online the other day. Is it elegant? It's so badass. Really? Yeah. And you know, you've got this stately room and it's traveling through your The Europe, you know, Mountains. You go two hours and you're in a totally different country, different culture, different language. Yes. You go two hours here, you're in San Diego or Palm Springs or Santa Barbara. Yeah. Yes. Who cares? You right. wouldn't know. So I'm just saying those short little trips is a whole different world and you're still in your own room. That is very appealing.
0: Okay, now my follow up question on the fantasies about where you're gonna go is you've been in California for 42, Since 76. Years. 76. So 48 years. Yeah, Jesus Aww. Christ. I can't tell if I'm just getting older and, you know the werewolf of conservatism is flaring up I me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or has this town gotten a lot different? I'm of the opinion it's gotten a lot different and I kind of enjoy it less and less and I'm just curious how
3: you feel. I will say that it seems like the problems of this city are not too dissimilar from the problems of other cities and that every city has the same number of problems they just changed. I feel like the fear of crime and gang kind of warfare was what we were 90s, dealing with yeah. in the 90s. We don't hear about that anymore. We have like the low Lowest death rate
0: per 1,000 of anywhere in the country. Yeah, we just had a little segment about it. Probably the safest place you could possibly live.
3: Right. So then that's cool. But, you know, our homeless situation doesn't have the same danger as gang warfare. But if you have just an ounce of empathy in your body, it's a very difficult thing to ignore and you're driving by these people that are living the most tragic existence. And what can we do? And I'm not presented with any fixes. I don't know what I can do. I mean I'm surely handing out a bill every time my car's parked next to one of them that has a sign out and Maple's very good about that. She's like, Daddy come on and it's like, yeah, great here. But that ain't gonna get it done. But every city has currently got that problem. I feel for the most part, Los Angeles is as great a place as any to live and You know, that old saying, wherever you go, there you are. I just read yesterday, scrolling through the Sunday news, that there is
0: a guy proposing legislation that would monitor all cars. A device would have to be installed on every single car sold in California that would electronically speed limit the car to within 10 miles an hour of the speed limit. And I thought, that is the exact direction California is going that I think is insane. (laughs) What is right. this person doing? Who are they trying to? What is this? Whereas, like, righteous in German, posturing. Yeah, in Germany, they're going two hundred and ten miles an hour with a family in a fucking they, they station just trust wagon. Trust
3: that you're not going <laughs> to carry too much speed into that turn because you don't want to die.
0: Yes, I don't know.
3: I was just curious.
0: But again, I don't know yeah. if it's just I'm getting older and I more cherish what I was used to. Uh-oh. You know.
3: Oh. There's my guys, Will and Sean. Oh, oh my busy. god. Did you daily pick check-in? up. Are you missing the Monday morning meeting? What are you and having for kind of breakfast? <laughs> yeah, it's our daily call. Yeah. Okay.
0: I have a couple more questions for you. We got time if we You're started. So fun. We've started, right? We're about to start. We're about we're just about to start.
1: Wait, I have a quick question back on the um
0: Leo Rising. Oh
1: god. I can see it. I can really see it. Okay, so we've been on a new conversation path recently about missing some of the old stuff. Like you're saying, we're so comfortable now. You have to go to the nicest hotel in order for it to be better than what you have. And I was home for Christmas and I went to TJ Maxx with my mom. I was so sad in there because I used to love TJ Maxx and I used to love finding the deal or finding the pan that was half off.
3: The diamond in the rough.
0: Yeah and
3: <sighs> and now you feel that maybe you've lost that you've become too fancy and you don't enjoy TJ Maxx anymore. Yeah.
0: But it's sad.
1: I miss it. Do you miss any of that? <sighs> Really. I mean <laughs>
0: it's, it's, but, you gotta understand he was making quite a bit of money when he was nine years old that's no, tricky you uh, don't have many memories I don't think
3: only the suit <laughs> I, <J>. I am
0: <laughs> he's gonna go uh, all the way back to that six year old Pan Am uh, yeah. flight to fucking I Beijing think
3: anybody who's possibly listening there's tons of things in their life that they have grown out of or their age has yielded a level of this is a shitty term but sophistication yeah, in certain yeah. lanes and I think that that's just a natural form of Growing older and curious about this is familiar to me. Show me something that's foreign. Yeah.
0: Novelty. We crave it. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask what have you watched lately that made you supremely jealous as someone who produces and directs?
3: I thought Dream Scenario was a really, really well-made movie. Christopher Borgley, I think I said his last name correctly. This is the film with Nicolas Cage appearing in people's dreams. Oh my God, I don't even know about it. Oh, it's so well done. It's one of those tough targets to hit like Spike Jones and Charlie Kaufman did with Being John Malkovich. And he wrote it, directed it, edited it. He only done one film beforehand but just a bunch of shorts. Ari Aster sort of discovered him and kind of shepherded him and it's really well done. Anatomy of a Fall I thought was Fantastic in that there's not a lot of bells and whistles in it. It's just these fucking 20-page, you know, two-person scene just either. having a long conversation that's totally engaging. That's hard to do. TV-wise... I want TV the most, but because we haven't seen you
0: since then. What did you think of Triangle of Sadness? Oh, love that. Ruben Ostlund. Talk about long conversation scenes where I realized I had been starved for them.
3: Yeah. And I think it is a result of just a real keen eye as a director about knowing, no, this is going to be compelling as long as we just stay in the shot just a few more frames longer so that the audience The is, tension. Yeah, it's like, let's keep the camera on the person listening, not the one that's talking because it triggers the audience to start thinking, wait, why are they keeping the camera here? Should I be clocking what this person is planning? There's another way to create tension through a subtler brand of taste.
0: That's a really astute observation. There was so much of that. Two things are happening when I see that. One is as a director going like, this is brave. And then as an actor going, God, can you imagine learning that monologue and delivering it with your whole heart and we don't even see you. So there's some part of the actor in me that's (laughs) like, oh my god, they didn't even get to be on camera for this.
3: The hard part with that stuff for me, I think, or the thing that I try to factor in is when you're doing work for a streaming platform where your audience you know is not trapped in a dark room and they drove there and so they're not going to leave and they don't have any other thing to look at. When you're dealing with somebody in an environment that's got their phone next to them, the fridge right there, can you you take that same gamble that not only they're not going to be distracted by these other things, but that literally the format, the television, is a smaller thing. So you have to factor that into the size of the close-up. That it can't be as wide when you do the close-up. you got to almost have a choker because mm-hmm. the size of the face literally is smaller to that viewer. If I'm asking them to really be engaged by the look in that person's eyes, I'm asking you to try to read their mind because this actor is thinking, not performing. Just the format of it, I wonder, is it as safe a bet when you don't have an audience trapped in a big room, I still think that an audience can and will be engaged, and so I won't give up on that. And still try to go for those but the uncomfortable content has to moments. Be so
0: good that you actually have to break them out of that other distraction. The
3: actor needs to trust that by not throwing to the back row, that level of subtlety will make the audience lean in, and consequently, that frame does get bigger. You do get inside the screen, even though it might just be a television screen. It's counterintuitive.
2: Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare.
0: This is self-indulgent and totally off topic, but Saturday or Sunday, I wanted to post a video to ask listeners to start binging Fargo season five because this week on the show is all Fargo. It's Noah and it's John Hamm and Juno. Awesome. So I make a video of myself directly to the phone. Delta's across the table doing an art project. She doesn't even know what I'm doing, right? And I'm like, so I'm encouraging everyone to, to, it's so sincere, Jason. I'm like, to, and at this point I'm like, well, I gotta scrap this video. Then I go, Delta, what's it called when you watch a show all at once? (laughs) And then now she's thinking and I'm thinking. And then you hear, binge from her. And I'm like, yes, binge. Anyways, I ended up just posting that because I thought it was so funny. Delta bailed me out. But when I watched it, you I watch was like, it back. I would never be brave enough to take that beat while acting, but it was riveting. Right, because it was, it <laughs> it was, was, was real and it, it was, was
3: honest. And you were, as an audience member, you were like watching Dax's wheels turn. Short circuit. In an My authentic way. Short circuiting. And it's entertainment to watch somebody genuinely think for the next line. I don't even think I could replicate that on camera when needed
0: to. That level of length that it actually is versus what I thought even milking it would be as an actor was hilarious. It was also
1: ironic because you just bragged last week that
0: that your word word recall recall
1: was so good right now. I was
0: in a phase where it was like popping. Like I could feel it for two weeks. Mine's getting real bad. Me too.
1: It's zapped.
0: (laughs) I'm glad it's not just me. Yeah, I had just bragged about it. And then I really couldn't think of binge the most obvious And everyone's like,
1: obviously, whoever's watching it, I was like, why is he... Kidding? Why can't he remember Binge?
3: (laughs) Fargo, I'm dying to get into. You haven't? Fargo, the film is the film I have seen most. Oh, really? Of all films ever made, which is really strange that I have not watched the show yet. Oh, none of the seasons? None, and I'm dying to, because I hear they're just incredible. Two things. One, I think you'll trust our opinion.
1: Yeah, you must. Yeah, You've yeah. it. Magnus. Five oh, is yeah. the
0: best season of that's all. What I hear. Which what What an accomplishment, right? For your fifth season. Which is that's saying impossible. a lot, because
3: the others apparently are stellar.
0: And as you would recognize, It's a new show. Can you imagine launching five new series? That's what he did. They don't have anything to do with one another. So every year he has to launch an entirely new cast, an entirely new storyline, and to do it at the best it's been done in five is so remarkable. It's
3: really impressive. I was at a thing the other day with Noah, and I asked him, with something that has such a specificity to it, how do you make a friend of handing over the directing of many of the episodes to somebody other than yourself. Because inevitably, a director is going to execute a scene different than how you've seen it in your head. It's impossible to hit the same target. How would you not assess a false negative on that it's just simply because it's different? I'll paraphrase the spirit that I kind of remember of his answer, which was that you just kind of have to defer and just get comfortable with a different version of it and just hope that you have a mutually agreed upon goalpost with
0: Certainly by season five, they have the advantage and benefit of knowing four seasons of the tone, which is crazy consistent. Minimally, he's demonstrated what they're going for. But
3: people like him, they're so surgical and precise with the things that are good versus great Mm -hmm. like the way in which somebody may lay out some exposition, just laying pipe in a scene I know I do, I need people to just throw that away because again, I'm assuming that the audience members as cynical as I am and they're looking for, (laughs) oh here's the person who's going to pound you with the stuff you need to know, shouldn't they be making a sandwich during this or something and maybe that episode's director feels like well the executive producer really needs this pipe laid so I'm going to have them say a direct just off camera and we're gonna do a push in and stuff. If he's not on set to kind of say, no, don't do that. Make sure they're making a sandwich. Then he's got it in the editing room later. He's like, oh fuck, now i got to reshoot. So there are a million moments like that that he might not be there to catch. And how does he manage that and still keep the level of execution high? Well, he did the
0: first episode, maybe first and second of this season. It's so impressive. But what shows are you watching right now that you're like, this makes me want
3: to work really bad? To really be honest, the show I have not missed an episode of is the Trump Show. What one is that? This just this, his the whole, whole... political situation. I watch. Oh, MSNBC the season of America all <laughs> the season day of America, long. Yeah. It's incredibly well constructed. Uh, uh, the <laughs> ascension of the plot. Complications like the pitch has been constant, and we're hitting a potential crescendo this season <laughs> that the finale would be completely overwritten had it not been so well foreshadowed <laughs> we literally may have like could you imagine writing a season where the president's in prison
0: exactly it's like, oh, oh
3: oh really what kind of cartoon is that where the guys you're right it makes orders? the white
0: walkers arriving seem like nothing
3: yeah so i'm just really really fascinated with that how many hours of news will you put down in a day Oh, at least five or six. Wow. Oh you just goodness, have it on Jason. in the yeah. background. do you find it so repetitive? Well, except I'm not watching like the TikTok of the news, what happened today. I'm watching opinion. Oh, okay. You know, which, okay. yes, of course, obviously it's skewed left because it's MSNBC. However, they happen to be the side that's holding all the facts right now. But what's helpful for me is that they are articulating my confusion and frustration in a way that allows me to have my valve released a little bit. You feel scene yeah and it's just like oh yeah so they're putting it in a way that's like oh good okay to think of it in
0: terms of this is a big narrative is hysterical and what's unique about it is you can't flip channels and watch an alternative version of game of thrones which would be so exciting right. to see how showtime's doing <laughs> right. game of thrones and tnt's doing game of thrones so good do you point. ever
3: pop over to fox oh, yeah. news to just see absolutely okay and can you enjoy that immensely i can in just the shock and awe and the effort that they go to to avoid the facts that are right in front of them. It must be an exhausting effort to make yeah, that might get a little too close to the real right there, so let's talk about, and I feel bad for the folks that are not watching anything other than that. Well, of course they think, the election was stolen.
0: Of course they would storm the Capitol. We just interviewed Rob Reiner and he made this cool documentary that's coming out and it's about the specific sector of the base that truly believes he's been appointed by God. And they makes a great case for how that's laid out. There's a certain biblical figure they think he is. And when I recognize that some people believe that, then, well, naturally it had to be stolen because God ordained it, so what happened? And then I go, oh, that's interesting. That gives me a little explanation. So I think both sides are preposterously biased. That's what angers me the most, is there's no Ted Koppel telling the fucking down the middle truth of anything, but Of course, to your point of how are they juggling it, to read Tucker's real text about the exact same thing he just was on air saying the opposite thing about, was kind of a window into what you're talking about, like how they're managing having a personal belief that's
3: one thing that's so diametrically opposed. And if you want to mold your opinion in a way that is distant from what the facts are, that's fine. But that just should be labeled as opinion, which sort of unofficially any of the primetime stuff is on Fox or on MSNBC, these are opinion shows. But maybe for those that might not know that that's baked in, they might need the help of maybe a little bug in the right corner of the screen that just says, oh, on the shows that are not fact-based, but they're opinion-based, and that would go for both channels. And then the straight news reporting that's a little bit earlier in the day, then you can have the N, just like a ratings bug. But I
0: actually think that's a little bit of a delusion on the left. This is like them wanting, you know, Rogan's show to come with a disclaimer, which I thought was preposterous and not necessary. I think why this is also broken is that the left's under the opinion that if the right just accepted their facts,
3: they would have the same opinion. I don't think they'd have the same opinion, but it would be nice if they just accepted facts.
0: Okay, great. But most importantly, it wouldn't matter to anybody watching what logo was in the corner or whether it was opinion or fact. And this is at the core of the problem. They're having an emotional experience that is deeply felt And true. And you're going facts, facts, facts. But when you're in a fight with Amanda, facts are completely irrelevant. She could have the moral high ground on the facts. It doesn't sway the emotion that's in your stomach and your heart. And so all of this is such emotional stuff. I think we're missing what's really relevant. We need to attack. Why is someone scared?
3: Yes, but I think you might be conflating two different things. Because if a news network is declaring that an election was stolen and that that is the facts. And it was because these voting machines were taken over by such and such that is going to generate a reaction from people that believe the station they're watching is delivering facts. So they're going to hear that as truth. And then they're going to react to something and they stormed the castle. Okay, great. But let's pause there and say that it said
0: opinion when they said the election was stolen. This is my opinion. My opinion is that these machines were hacked by Russia or whomever, the DNC. It would be the same outcome. Well,
3: if I heard that, I was like, wait, what? And then I saw in the corner, oh, it says opinion. I should find out the facts then. No. And you do a deeper Because research. it confirms
0: your hunch, you look no
3: further. It's perhaps, confirmation bias. Perhaps,
1: It would not hurt.
3: It couldn't hurt. And it would save Fox a whole lot of money. I mean, they just- yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, $800 million. Yeah, why did they settle? You know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. if they didn't, then they would have had to declare or release a bunch of paperwork. So the
0: answer is you're watching very little narrative, it sounds like.
3: I am watching every Dodger game.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know. And every time I go, I get to see you and yeah. get harassed by you. So I asked that to ask what it is you're doing next. It's a two-part question. The three of you on that show are all very, very busy. I think one thing that's easier probably for Monica and I is this is it. This is all I do. It's is all I want to do. By choice. Yeah, a thousand percent. And so we don't have any scheduling issues. This is what we do Monday through Friday, no matter what. It has to be really hard with three people who are working and Sean's doing a Broadway play. You're all busy. And then the guest is gonna have a crazy schedule.
3: We dealt with it a little bit when I was doing Ozark and a little bit when Sean was doing his play, Will doing Lego. He's gonna start doing a film in the fall. Sean's gonna do a film this year as well. And I'm taking off to go do this thing. You have a beard right now, is that yeah, why? Yeah, a beard and long hair. Yeah, because I'm playing a loser. How am I doing? In what? are we? Has it been <laughs> announced? <laughs> it's a limited series for Netflix. Jude Law and I play brothers oh, that own a restaurant yeah. kind of nightclub that there's a big chewed out in the first episode in it. A couple people die and ski mask, and you're trying to figure out who they are. Ooh. Are you directing or are you just acting? Yeah, I'm going to direct the first two and oversee the whole thing.
0: Cool. Wait a minute. So it's your next, next show after Ozark that's Correct. yours. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. What's the name of it?
0: It's called Black Rabbit. I'm so excited. Yeah. That's a great premise. <laughs> Jude Law is incredible. Yeah, what a fucking is. pairing. Do you care that this look you have designed for yourself, you'll live with, obviously, for a
3: long time? I leave Saturday for six weeks of prep, so I've got two more months of growth for this nonsense. Wow. Okay. All of this crap. Wow. I guess I didn't realize just how long that My hair God, was until God, Your hair
1: is hat. very robust.
3: It's, it's so I just had it thinned out, too, because it just got even uglier than it's supposed wow. to be. And are you dying up there? Because why? Why am I gray as hell? Everybody thinks I... There are some grays up here yeah, you can see. It's so chestnut. I colored my hair once at 18 to play a Jersey Longshoreman. Okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> Or no, Philadelphia. It was called Philly Boy.
0: You're my first thought when I think Philly Longshoreman. Right. So I dyed it black,
3: <laughs> and then when it grew out, it turned red because of the dye. Anyway, so that was the one time I've colored it. I'm blessed with thick hair in and rich? not being gray. So where does this show take place? In New York. I'll be in New York until October. Wow. Oh, my God. Both exciting and terrifying. I know.
1: Okay, well, wait. Yeah, so you guys just do Zooms.
3: Yeah, so we just do it via Zoom, and so we'll have to probably do it mostly on the weekends, which, is that okay with the guest? I don't know. Well, your show's enormous, so I'm sure it'll be
0: enough to get people over the hurdle. We'll see. It's been so successful. I think you and I would both agree, ironically, and maybe I'm misinformed, but off the top
3: of my head, this is the most successful thing you've ever done without question, the most lucrative, most successful, most high-profile thing of year. Highest on all the rankings. Insane. So ironic. Right? And not something we were really looking to do. Isn't that the great lesson? When you get what you want, it's not what
0: you want. And when you do something you didn't think you wanted to do, it turns out to be the best thing in the world. It's that
3: healthy level of indifference that you kind of learn in fifth grade when you ignore the girl you think is cute, and then she starts (laughs) paying attention to you. Yes! It's everything you need to learn you learned in fourth grade. So
0: knowing that, how how tempted are you to prioritize it? Obviously,
3: artistically, you need the other thing. Yeah, Will and Sean get mad at me sometimes when I say, "Yeah, but we have a day job." Well, what do you mean your fucking day job? Like this <laughs> is this, well, this is, is, is yeah. yeah. And they're right because it is very successful and people really like it. But I'm sure you guys would agree. Yes, you guys work very hard, but you guys have great people skills. It's not difficult for us to manage a conversation for an hour. That's what I'd be doing if I weren't here. So it's very comfortable for me, and I'm not getting the same kind of satisfaction of a good hard day of challenging myself that directing can bring me. Even acting is a very, very comfortable thing for me. And I felt like maybe I was not working as hard as I could, or maybe I was being lazy or wasting days by sitting in a trailer for 45 minutes every hour and just working 15 minutes of it. I wanted to challenge myself to do more, which for me is directing. So I will continue to want to do that a lot until maybe I kind of gas. Well, Batesky, did you have any more money?
0: No.
1: Well, unless we want to talk more about any Capricorn.
3: You love your astrology.
1: astrology. Do we get you to five on the the scale? You were a three when we started.
3: No, because if I weren't married to Amanda, who's probably at a 12... What is she? What is she? What's her sign?
0: Can I talk about how hot Amanda is in hopes that she listens to this? Yeah, yeah. Listen, if you're into that swap situation, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I think it would work out for more than one
3: reason. (laughs) She's a Sagittarius? She's December 10th. Wow. Right? Is that Sagittarius? close to Cap. Yeah.
1: Close to Cap. It couldn't be more different.
3: But Amanda
0: is a bombshell. I want to give her a lot of shout outs. Yeah. She's a hot piece of ass. Yeah. And she is the most engaging, high-energy, fun person to be around. And I am so delighted when we get to see you guys. And I end up spending most of my time talking to her and not you.
3: She asked me this morning, she said, what's your day today? And I said, well, I'm going to drop off Maple at school and then I'm going to do Dak's podcast. And then I'm going to go, to wait, wait, what? I go, yeah, yeah. She said, when did that happen? I go, oh, we were texting last week. Why didn't you tell, you know I like his podcast more than yours. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God.
0: I, God, like, she I did honest? not know that but <laughs> I will be sure to tell him so she'll be listening to this so keep going but I love her she's one of the matriarchs of the hot moms club we are lucky enough to be around when we're at that fishing lodge I look around at you Kimmel and me and I'm
3: like what this is uh, nice yeah, what, what kind of Svengali I love that we treated ourselves to marrying partners co-equals we didn't marry you know girlfriends we're not there with a 28 I put in quotes Yeah. but even same age I knew that if I didn't want to get divorced. I need to marry somebody I consider a co-equal, a partner, a A great friend. Yeah, not just some piece of ass that I need to be a little drunk to really enjoy (laughs) and I have no business seeing during the day. But that speaks to what we were talking about earlier. Well, you're going to argue with that person because they've got agency. They've got a fucking opinion and there needs to be room for that and sometimes it might not be comfortable. Well, sorry, the other version you're going to get bored of and either leave, cheat, or or, you know, it's yeah, it's just it's so doesn't work. Well, I had
0: a fifth option on the yeah. table. And actually, it was the very last thing I want to talk to you about. Because you're now, if I'm 19 years off the snort, you're 21 years off the snort. I think so. Yeah, snort and booze. Yeah. Thank you. I would be guessing. But I would imagine it's the same for me. It's like booze, yeah, I don't even think about it. But I found out there is a place called Cocaine Hotel. Have you ever heard of this? No. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah, buckle up. <laughs> I was directing an actor... And chips. Yeah. And she was telling me that her and her boyfriend had gone to cocaine hotel that's either in Bolivia or Colombia. And it's a nice hotel. And Coke is just... <laughs> the counters and in the rooms.
3: No. It's Cocaine Hotel. So the restaurant's probably pretty quiet.
0: <laughs> they don't need a good chef. <laughs> this is probably like best food smoothies to reach What a great... The
3: toilet is awesome. enormous. <laughs>
0: so, okay. 21 years for you, 19 years for me, and yet a long weekend at Cocaine Hotel, <laughs> it'll occasionally enter my mind as like, God, that would be a real nice weekend. I'm getting gassy just thinking about it. <laughs> Do you
3: ever hear about something like Cocaine Hotel and just let yourself to be honest, I never like doing it without being drunk, because otherwise you're jitzed immediately and you can't talk. So I'd need to break sobriety with two things to accommodate. One, that would be a hassle. You're bogged down in the how practical the plan is. I'm just asking, would you like three days at
0: Cocaine Hotel?
1: I mean, Do you miss it?
3: I don't, because I get all the sort of like oh, let's figure out the world's problems conversations just fine without it nowadays. You've recalibrated homeostasis. Yeah, I uh, like the people I talk to, yeah. Plus you got the fentanyl thing going on. Ugh. That's like- Oh, not a cocaine hotel. Yes. No, well, how do you know? I mean, I wouldn't be able to get that out of my head that just one line, I could be dead. Now, the good news is that I guess the Narcan, now you can get over the counter with the little nasal spray. You can also, now there's tests to test your drugs right, for yeah, fentanyl, Apparently which is, these kids are walking around with these little tester. test, well, test Right. In their purse. Thank they're God, they're that's yeah. the best yeah. option in my and opinion. And also to have one of these little portable Narcan things in their purse too, in case somebody at the party. Boy,
0: the old days we could just go get a sack of oh, powder. Yeah. Now you got to carry around like fifteen different anticoagulants. Is
3: it in worth it? it? Oh my, yeah. <laughs> this is
1: how I know, and I'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying this. This is how I know you're not the same level of addict as you.
3: Why?
1: Because that's not enough. The fentanyl fear.
0: You just power through that. You're
1: like, eh, maybe. Well, not
0: at cocaine. My assumption is it's like the guys have just stomped on it with their feet with yeah. all the chemicals. <laughs> you know, have you ever seen them in the jungle yeah. walking around uh-huh. in it? And then someone took like a fucking dustpan and then just walks it over your table. There's no fentanyl involved. They're it's making all it in the raw. backyard. It's like farm to table Coke. <laughs> You can sleep on it like all these fairy tales. Like the okay. Coke was so clean you could
3: sleep on it. I'll what? bet like you <laughs> with all of our bad behavior we kind of did it, right? I know. Was there a part of you that like didn't get enough done that you still feel like? (laughs) Here's what I know.
0: I do know and accept this. This is why I haven't done it in 19 years, which is when I have quit sugar for like two years and then what I decide a Snickers bar is gonna taste like and then I have it and I've been dreaming about it for three months and I have it and I'm like, oh God. I made it so much more in my head. I do accept and know that I would fucking rip a couple of big rails and I go, oh, I thought it was a little better
3: well yeah you're gonna forget that it smells like fucking paint thinner yes and, and it's like the guy's oh, feet God, a little bit yeah. of the calluses are the in thing there. that i do miss a little bit is cigarettes and I smoke in this thing coming oh, up oh dangerous well there was something that I had to smoke in after I quit and you know movie cigarettes they're terrible and there's no nicotine in them so you don't get addicted but holding it in your finger lighting it the whole prop of it is kind of a fun routine yeah the ritual yeah. the pageantry so I think I'm probably going to lean into that but it's going <laughs> to make my beard and mustache smell like oh, yeah. those fake cigarettes <laughs> like you blow a bowl of cherries or something that brings us all the way back to the beginning of the interview, we talked about my kind of gross out factor, like smells and things around my muzzle. (laughs) It made me
0: think when you were bringing that up, have you hung with Billy Bob at all? No, never met him. Okay. So when I was doing The Judge, he is the ultimate germaphobe and just grossophobe, right? And he's like, I'm going to start thinking about them drapes in my hotel room. It's like an old hotel room, you know? (laughs) Like how much dust, how many generations of gunk is on these drapes. And you just picture him sitting on the edge of his bed staring at the drapes and I feel like you could really relate to that.
3: Oh, yeah. There's these big filters hanging off the wall. I mean, you don't need to go much <laughs> further than just the carpet in a hotel room. I mean, sure. how often are they shampooing that? They're vacuuming it, but they're not shampooing it. Delousing? Does yeah, that happen? My bare feet will never touch a hotel room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I love you and this was just a straight up favor to connect. I had missed you and I thought it had been too long since you were on, so I appreciate you making time, especially when you're getting ready to go away for such a long
3: time. You gotta come back and see us.
0: I would love that. That would be great. Anytime you guys need me, please call. You know, I'll always be there. I adore you. Captain like Capricorn. five minutes. I know. It's yeah. so fun. You guys provide. I have a
1: request. I'd like you to send us a picture of you as the Pan Am boy.
0: <laughs>
3: Pan Am boy. <laughs> and we will add
1: it to our collection here.
3: You know I used to actually serve the meals on the plane wow. too. Yeah. She just thought it would be cute. If it like, would be
2: cute. And get my, yeah,
3: and I just walked <laughs> the trays down the aisle. You're there you go. Listen, my little Ty. There's listened. a lot
0: there. What yeah. you just said. Uh-huh. That tells you everything. <laughs> yeah. You were always her little performer. Uh-huh. She was always going to get a little attention with yeah. this little show pony. It started Oh my God! Oh. And then
1: it really worked out for her. Self-fulfilling prophecy. We just learned crop, the entire
0: see? story from just that. I love you. Love you, you experts. Can't wait to okay. watch your new show with you, yeah. and Jude Law. I'll come back and promote it for it's on. Okay, lovely.
3: Love, love you. Be Love well. you. Thank Guys,
0: stick around for the fact check because they're human, they make lots of mistakes.
1: <laughs> okay, you really stepped in. <laughs>
0: it. I sure did. <laughs> That's
1: kind of my uh,
0: my mo, my You mode. still have
1: so much to learn.
0: From I do, me. yeah, from, I know I do
1: from me about my people's.
0: Well, we're about to find out a lot. We're gonna go on an uh, exploration.
1: Okay, well, we're not gonna, we can't give too much away. Okay. We're going on a trip to India.
0: We're going to India. Yeah. Which I think is you're not as excited about it as me in terms of the full circleness of this. I know. Is you, insane. The fact that you and I I know. are going to India. I
1: know, maybe I don't have that feeling cuz I'm obviously going back to India at some point. Like it doesn't sure. it it doesn't feel for you I could see For
0: me it's like my education on Indianness yeah. has been you yeah. and I'm always trying to get you to wear a sari and all these things, right? I want you to be yeah. fully. Yeah. So your your
1: education is limited because you're still trying to get me to wear a sari. Yeah, and
0: I'm I'll I can give up on that. Okay. But this this beats you and a sari, is the fact that you and I are going to be standing in India together.
1: Yeah, it's pretty. Crazy. Is
0: insane. It's pretty wild. I've told a couple of people I'm going there to return you. <laughs> Don't do that. If word gets
1: out, they might steal me in the night.
0: I bet they will. But what timing for Indy to be our fastest growing region, and then for you and I to go in?
1: I can't believe
0: it. I am just think it's the greatest. Oh
1: yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's very cool.
0: I mean, I guess the only it's not even a great parallel, but like you went with me to Detroit and performed at Fox Theater with me.
1: This is not even. Oh, that's not even close to the same.
0: It's not, but in a way, you got to
1: that. That is right. So that's why
0: I said it's a bad. It's a bad comp. <laughs> Because you're not going home. But I'm
1: not even remotely going home. I know, I know. I'm not even going. Why, why, why? What, what <laughs> why is did you th- say
0: Well, that? I'm trying to figure out. No, now I'm on an inquiry on my own. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out why I think there's connective tissue there.
1: Well, obviously you feel we talk feel about like it a lot. I feel that place is
0: a special place to you. I mean, it should be a special place to you. That's where you're from. You're from there, Monica Padman. The Padmans are from Kerala.
1: Yeah, my people are from there. Yeah. But I'm not.
0: I know you're not.
1: Okay, because you said you're from there. Well, you... I'm just, I'm just... (laughs) There are landmines everywhere. I know. Which, by the way... I
0: know. I hope I've earned some goodwill, though. I hope you're taking this in the spirit of it. Like, if I was 100% German and I went back to Germany...
1: and But, yeah, but...
0: I'm not 100% But you're German. not. And you
1: don't know what but it
0: would be like. But you're 100% I am 100%. are Well, I wouldn't have the baggage of it, clearly. If yeah. I was German, it's not like I'd be hiding from exactly. being German. Germany. Well, maybe on certain maybe. time periods. I would. Yeah, I guess I personally, again, privilege, I wouldn't be carrying around any baggage from being German. But yeah. I would be excited to stand there and think. Oh, do I feel some connection to this place? Like this is where my people evolved. We went through layers of evolution in this land. I was designed to live here. Like in the most basic way, a human is designed to live in their environment and people that move around. So it's like thousands of years. If you're hundred percent German, you're going back. You're talking about like the absorption of the Neanderthals and they've been there for 10,000 years. It's, it's yeah. interesting.
1: It's like Henry Louis Gates, when we had him on, Jacques Marimash, you know, he was saying how clearly our connections are, they're just,
0: they're just they're cultural. cultural. They're just where you're mm-hmm. born and what
1: you're around.
0: The only thing I'll say to that, and maybe I should have asked him this. Now, when I was in Africa, gray on it, it could be all in my mind, but I was like, I just smelled the air. I was like, oh yeah, this is where we were made. We spent millions of years here as an evolving mm. hominid. And I could feel it like, oh, we were designed to live right here. I could feel it.
1: I mean, I can't speak for him to know if he felt that. It didn't It didn't come up, so I don't think he felt that. <sighs> we just don't know.
0: And When I do his show, I'll, I'll ask. Yeah, ask. I will.
1: I think that's a very observational opinion. Uh-huh. As opposed to being on the inside of it. I know you're talking about humans in general, but you're yeah, I'm talking seeing... like as
0: an anthro, I, like I studied anthro in college for four years. <laughs> All I, like 93% of our history,
1: mm-hmm.
0: more actually, is there. Yeah. It's kind of like if a giraffe lived in Alaska, it could live there, I guess, under the, <laughs> whatever. But if the giraffe went back to Africa, it'd be like, oh, right, I was designed to live here and eat they, off those trees. No,
1: they don't. Not if the giraffe has lived <laughs> in- in, no, the Arctic, Uh, whatever you said, Antarctica, for a long ass time in their whole life, they're not gonna go to Africa and think, oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) shit, this is my place. That's not how it works.
0: Okay, For me, it did, for me. I was just like, oh, yeah, I can feel that this was the place that we came to be.
1: Okay, I can't fight with your feelings.
0: That's the problem with uh, the facts. That is,
1: that's right. Speaking of anthropology degree, yeah, it came up on this episode. Mr. Bateman,
0: Jay Bateman, yeah.
1: Wow, we both have man at the end of our last name. I'm just realizing
0: mm-hmm. he's the B
1: man and I'm the P man.
0: That's right, Bateman and Padman.
1: <laughs> he tried to sabotage our show. Like, where? What was your degree again? Because oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. wants us to go down.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I fell right into it. Yeah, I yeah. really did. can't resist. That's my kryptonite. You, <laughs> You sure can't.
1: <laughs> and he knows and that. And I'm not gonna. <laughs> well, okay.
0: It's who I am.
1: You're an evolving person. One of the most of anyone I've ever met.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much. You're
1: welcome, and I mean it. I mean that for real. I think you, when you want to push yourself, you do. I mean, you could just say, I am who I am.
0: Sure. Do you think I should, like... <laughs> I'm throwing the rear view mirror. Is that what you're no, suggesting? no,
1: no. I'm just saying. I
0: just think it was my original interest. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: And all the things we do on here, the things that interest me the most, the things I'm still, it's changed, right? Like now I know a lot about brain chemistry. My interests are still derivatives of like, what is this animal on planet Earth and how does it work? Yeah. And why is it doing what it's doing? Yeah. So... The foundation still feels very anthro. All my interests. Mm -hmm. So I identify with it so much.
1: Yeah, I get that.
0: Yeah. It's tied with me saying I was punk rock as a kid, probably. Another trigger for you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Shout out. Shout out.
0: Oh, great ding ding
1: ding. Oh my gosh. Um, Jennifer Love. Jennifer Love, who, if you listen to the Heidi Klum episode, which I hope you did, because that is. Oh, it's
0: the best. If you didn't listen to it, you fucking missed it. Did you listen? Yes. Isn't it so I listened fun? while it worked out, and I was in the greatest mood. And I think I might listen to that episode 10 or 12 times this year.
1: Wow. It's
0: so fun. She it's, is so
1: fun. It's very infectious. It like, is. she's incredibly infectious. And
0: did you even hear, like, there's a the moment I, I, I felt compelled to find out, to dig and see if there was any... Yeah. Trauma or heartache, and I was like, "Forget this. Let's just yeah. surrender to the joy that is Heidi Klum."
1: Yes, it was incredible. Anyway, Jennifer loved her colleague, her colleague, who she brought up on the show. Who,
0: who we FaceTimed with afterwards, we BTD, did. BTS.
1: We facetime with her. She was very, very cool. She's an arm cherry. Her and Heidi.
0: We're assuming her because, let's be honest.
1: <laughs> we got Heidi's, gifts from Heidi, but. Which
0: is so awesome. Yeah, A couple things too about Heidi. Not only was she so fucking fun, yeah. she also posted twice I about know. it, which is just, it's so nice. It is. Like, guests don't really do that, and I'm just was very appreciative of that. Then we get these fucking gifts. I know. You got some decadent pajamas. Yes, jam are so
1: beautiful. Silk pajama set. It's like a. Pink rosy mocha color. Yeah. You said pews. That's that's a Easter egg.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Pews isn't. Oh, that's not okay. Yeah, we go down a rabbit hole in Pews. But then my gift was impossible. This is why we have to assume Jennifer was involved, just because she's a fan of the show. Yes. And There's two new shelter t-shirts from the punk band I liked when I was a kid. Yes. And then a a bunch of Gorilla Biscuits shirts and and another punk band. And then a really cool book about Youth of Today, like a year on tour with them. This was so thoughtful.
1: It was so thoughtful. It was a punk rock kit for you. And
0: Heidi admitted she didn't listen to the show. So it's not like she could know this. So we have to- Unless
1: she did a lot of binging after she left.
0: She Was busy because I don't know how many episodes ago <laughs> since she would have found out about Shelter, but um, Please. regardless, I have to assume that Jennifer was in the mix, yes. And
1: thank you, Jennifer, and thank you, Heidi, yes, so kind.
0: I th- we could have Heidi once a month,
1: Gosh, I know, like she could be another David Sedaris for us,
0: yeah, for sure, for sure. That
1: would be fun, actually,
0: yes, I'd like to kind of see them together, that'd be an interesting pairing, oh, my God, that'd
1: be so fun,
0: those two. <laughs> One seven-foot-tall blonde supermodel, and then David.
1: (laughs) So many people commented on the picture that she suggested we take in the chair, in my chair, all three of us together, how long her legs are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are really long. Obviously, she's a supermodel. But in that picture specifically, they look— Twenty feet long.
0: There's a little bit of an optical lose.
1: Yes. And it does look really funny. A lot of people said her legs are as long as your body. But they look like I know, was a diss to me. Well Yeah, it was. And that's fine.
0: And me, I guess.
1: No, because you didn't come up. Oh (laughs) (laughs) in the ones in these texts. Oh, okay. Okay. Um
0: or people text you to say. Or like on
1: DMs or whatever.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that's interesting. So you don't read comments, but you read DMs.
1: From friends. Oh oh oh! I okay. don't talk to strangers.
0: Okay, because I don't read DMs, so. and I thought, oh, this is an interesting reversal. You re- have-
1: read DMs from your friends, though, just not from strangers. From friends, exactly. Okay, now
0: Bateman, Bateman, India, anthropology. India.
1: We're real quick. What I wanted to say: we're currently we're applying for our visas.
0: Oh, uh huh. Right, you and need a visa.
1: We, yeah, we need a travel visa. There was a bunch of questions about our family history and travel. Mm -hmm. Going back to what you were saying about feeling connected, I don't feel all that connected day to day. For sure. But then today when we got those questions, I had to ask my parents, what city? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) My mom sent the city Mm. and then she like corrected the spelling. And so then I looked it up to double check the spelling. And then there's this little picture of this place. Yeah. And And I did think, oh my gosh. My mom was bored, a baby she was a baby there. She was just a little baby there yes. in this foreign land.
0: Yeah. Well, similarly, I went to get all my weird shots. Yep. Uh, yesterday, she's like, "Well, where all are you going?" I was like, "Oh, I got to get out the itinerary and look." Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I have to spell one. There's not. There's no way I can pronounce one of the places we're going. Yeah. And I felt relieved because she herself of Indian origin. Yes. She's actually from South Africa, but um. She's like, oh, what's that? How do you spell that? What is that? And I go, oh, let me look it up. Or and then even when I did, there was this like gorgeous temple that I know I've seen before oh. in like archaeology things. Anthropology? It, things? anthropology. <laughs> all roads <laughs> lean back. And the in the soil was orange, like I'm hoping for. And I was like, we're going there? Yeah. Oh my god. I guess. And uh-huh. sorry, just to add about that, that city. My only the only thing that's like it i had i've always had an interest in going to india the the thing that scares me about india is i don't love the idea of too many people that that kind of gives me a little bit of claustrophobia mm-hmm. so that that place we're going to that had this epic thing only 1.2 million people
1: okay i mean it's going to be crowded
0: yeah 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 it's- i
1: think i also uh you know i'm just having this realization
0: okay real time yeah okay
1: i think part of why i'm a little I just thought of something
0: you might be thinking.
1: Hold your thought. Okay,
0: <laughs> I think I might know what you're about to say.
1: I think it's gonna be a okay. So uh, I think part of what's happening is I'm anxious to go with you. Yep, a white person.
0: Oh, and
1: like, not okay, you okay. being famous. Like <laughs> no,
0: no, no. I didn't think that. Or, just a tall white white so.
1: No, the, you a white person, but you a white person who. I feel a little, I come in and out of codependency with. Uh-huh. That for some reason, I kind of feel like I need it to be good for you. Right. Because it's mine.
0: Okay. And then
1: I'm angry because it's not mine. And <sighs> I don't feel like it's fair that I then have to make it good for you.
0: Right. Well, I, okay. Wow, so, so, I did it. So, so I had an opposite thought. Oh, okay. Which it's not, because you just told me what it is. Mm-hmm. But I, all of a sudden I was like, Oh, if I were her, I might be anticipating how annoyed I'll be with how much Dax likes it. And I'm supposed to like it a lot too. No. And here will be the white boy so euphoric with the place. No. And I'll be ho hum.
1: No, I think I'm nervous that you're not. You're gonna your expectations are so high. (laughs) And like and I know I do know more truths about it. Surely. And so I am worried we're gonna get there and you are gonna be let down, agitated. Like there are gonna be hard things and in your head, you're gonna be like, God, this place sucks. Okay. And then I'm gonna feel-
0: Responsible for that somehow.
1: And I think I'll have my feelings hurt. Sure. Which is insane. No,
0: it's not insane. But it
1: is insane. No, this is back
0: to the thing. You are connected. Let me um, assuage your fears. I'm not writing a check my ass can't cash. I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna fucking love it. I have just, zero. Can you just maybe stop,
1: saying, like, stop have, saying that to yourself? Oh, I'm
0: gonna be on fire there. <laughs> oh my God. I'm gonna be on fire. I can feel it already. But oh like, my God, know, like, I'm so excited. So lucky. Who gets to go to India? Well, it's that's, such a rare thing to do.
1: It is very lucky. It's oh. so lucky.
0: But let's add to people. This is work-related. That's the thing. That's a Easter egg. It is work-related. It is. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're not taking a random vacation to India. We're not. We're going for work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is, very, which is really cool. It's very cool. Um. Anywho, so I guess, oh, yeah, but then I was filling out the stuff and I was seeing this little, like, place that my mom was born and then I was thinking about my grandpa and, and yeah. it was very sweet. And then my dad called.
0: Are they excited for you that you're going?
1: They are, yeah. yeah. But because one of the questions is, have you ever been to the country? Yep. And... If so, when, what addresses, oh, right. like so I saw, intense. I was so
0: grateful I hadn't been yet. So but it,
1: that's how I felt. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, like Dax is just saying like no uh-huh. to just like all of these things. It's so easy. Yeah. And I'm sending texts, having my parents check all this stuff. Yeah. So my, then my dad called and he he was like, I mean, this was 1992. Right. And so he was like, I think we went to No, you here. were five. Four or five, yeah.
0: That's a big trip for a five-year-old. Yeah, I had a really
1: bad bladder infection.
0: Ay-oh. Yeah, whole time. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> Ruined that trip for them. <laughs>
1: yeah, he was telling me the cities that we had been, and when he was saying it, and you know he's saying it right. Yeah. Like he, you know, he knows how to say everything, and that, and I was proud of it.
0: Good. Yeah.
1: I was like, this is cool.
0: It's very cool. You do acknowledge that people evolve There's into biology. an environment, right? That they have different biological markers, and that no. You don't acknowledge (laughs) that. Okay.
1: I'm kidding. Yes. Of of course I do. But I also think, I think sometimes you are- Exaggerate? Well, I think you just really hyper-evaluate those things or look at them extremely because of your anthropology degree. But I'm sorry, but that
0: is what we did is we looked at populations of people and we found out what they did differently like I did
1: theater and I'm not always um, looking at the way you walk and- Breaking it down and 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 making you know deciding yeah making a
0: character because
1: <laughs> we used to have to do that you know
0: yeah <laughs> yeah but they're like yeah
1: I'm kidding I yeah.
0: mean I yeah uh, yeah Indian folks are different than Swedish folks you know in a lot. and
1: also we're ninety nine point nine percent oh same. yeah yeah this
0: isn't to like. uh reconfirm the racist (laughs) theories or that it's relevant in any way but 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 you know people have different eyes because there were different environments they were in and their people have different physicalities because and it's uh it's fascinating
1: it is very fascinating anyway it's exciting for us
0: Uh, i'm so excited and i'm so excited and i'm gonna have a great fucking time
1: i hope so well Hmm. i hope so and i don't care Hmm. Well, I know there's a
0: line between codependency and like civility and humanity. (laughs) Like I want you to have a great time. I will not let your bad time ruin my, I aim to not let your bad time ruin my good time. That would be codependent.
1: Exactly.
2: But
0: I want very much for you to have the best trip of your whole life. Why don't you open your mind up to that?
1: I think it's going to be a... I think it's going to be a profound trip. That's sort of how I I I have a lot of gratitude around it. Yeah. I think it's going to be, and not like not personally what we're doing there. I think mm. is cool, so cool and so lucky. It's crazy. So I have a lot of gratitude, and I think I'm going to come back feeling very. Let's just very tell moved. we're
0: opening up a Scientology center. Next first stop. one in New Delhi
1: and first Arby's. <laughs>
0: And first Starbucks, yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. we're bringing the rectangle sandwich to India. Yeah. <laughs> um. So
1: that's my expectation. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and I hope you have a really great time.
0: Oh, God. But if
1: you don't, it's I'm not Tough gonna cry.
0: Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. Um. Well, I'm codependent enough that I would hide it from you.
1: No, and then but now I'm gonna be.
0: <laughs> I none. are
1: and you can't.
0: Uh, uh, no, true, true, true. You know me too well.
1: Yeah, and then I'll be like, "Oh, now he's trying to hide it, but I know." (laughs) No, I gotta go home.
0: This is gonna be the funnest trip we've ever had, by far. We're going to the other side of the planet. (laughs) We're flying for like six days. Oh my (laughs) god! We we saw the itinerary. We're like, "What are you talking about?" We leave on this day. We're there two and a half days later. I thought the flight was only nineteen hours. Time travel. Time travel. Mm. Time zones. International date lines will be crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I'm bummed we're not going to Kerala. Do you see that temp? 96. <laughs> so Bring it, baby. I, I want to get into some linen that. and fucking stroll. I want to get that massage with the powder. A <laughs> man tickles my penis. Okay. <laughs> see, I already,
1: I even have it about that. Oh, wow. Don't, not you, but even uh, that whole story. Uh huh. I'm protective of it.
0: Right. It's just a it's a fun thing that happened. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just
1: old for me. I know
0: this. That's old. why to maybe me it's an opportunity yeah. for some catharsis.
1: I think maybe if you're you, right,
0: but you. And um, maybe only you have to if I go with this Whitey. Yeah, you have to though, decide. <laughs> yeah,
1: like like the shrooms, like the
0: shrooms. Yeah. It really is. It's like you're going on this trip. It could be profound and life-altering, or it could be dismissed.
1: Well, I think it's going to be profound and life-altering, but I have to allow myself to to make it personal, Mm -hmm. which right now I have not done. Right. Because there's scary stuff there. Yeah. Speaking of trips, Mm -hmm. I just got back from a trip.
0: Aspen. Aspen.
1: Aspen. It was really fun. We went for Max's birthday. Uh
0: Uh-huh. So
1: it was Callie, me, and Max. How old did
0: Max turn? Forty. Yeah, big birthday. Big big birthday.
1: And it was so cute and charming and very accessible, doable.
0: Were you... I haven't been there in, I've shown you pictures. I have a picture of me next to a Percheron horse and its butt is taller than me. I think I've shown it to you. It's one of my favorite pictures. Aaron and I are standing next to this horse because we had to rent out this horse area for an off-road truck show. But we were staying in Aspen. Oh. And we were up on top of this enormous hill and you had to take a gondola into town. Is that what your situation was? I
1: was in town. I wonder what mountain you were on, maybe. Mm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Is there a gondola that goes all the way there?
1: There's a couple of big mountains there that people ski, and then yeah, there's like from town. There's a gondola. Okay, I didn't ski. I just yeah. appraise skied.
0: Did anyone ski?
1: Yeah, Max skis. He loves to ski. That's why. Okay,
0: and the we snow. was incredible? I bet. Yeah, snow was good. Kept getting delayed to go there. It makes okay, so there a that's the story I want to tell. Okay, tell it.
1: Going to Aspen, I guess, can get tricksy. Sure. Um. I, Callie and Max uh, uh, went the day before, which is the day I was supposed to go. Right. But then I pushed it today because me and you, uh, are, we hosted an advertising dinner for Spotify. Oh, which we got to talk about that too. Oh my God. So much to talk about. It was really fun. Nancy was, Silverton cooked and she's a huge chef. It was, it was preposterously
0: fun. We it got was. We got to see Teddy, Teddy Swims, Swims sing.
1: Teddy Swims did a surprise performance. He was- uh unbelievable so good oh my god he was so good and then john our friend john he he performed
0: the most transcendent live performance of music i've ever seen in my life i've never been laughing so hard (laughs) and so giddy inside and so moved it's really. I would not recommend this lightly. Make it a mission in your life to go see him play.
1: live. I agree.
0: Uh, it's it's it blew it every takes, like.
1: No, there's no word. There really is no words to describe it.
0: And... and he doesn't know what he's gonna do. That's obvious. Yes. He lets the wind pick him up and take him on a ride, and he takes you with him. And the songs he's coming in and out of, and it's now it's Beethoven, now it's Bach, now it's ragtime version. Of pure imagination. Now it's uh, Louis Devon, uh, Diamonds in the Back, Sun Rooftop, Dig the Scene. It's all, oh and it's just God. like evolving in front of you, and you get so giddy with anticipation of like, where is this going? Yeah. And everywhere it lands is perfect.
1: And, I mean I said it when he was here and I I just keeps getting confirmed over and over again that we've never ever met anyone with that level of genius. Yeah. There's something about his brain that is so Otherworldly. But yet so connected to humanity. It's like two things are happening. The most opposing things are happening at once where he's floating above us, yet he's in all of us.
0: Yes, yes. (laughs)
1: Like in our bones.
0: He's the only person I've ever met in my life that like, you remember Men in Black, the premise, which was so funny, that many of the people, famous people are actually aliens. Oh, yeah. I forgot. He's the only person I've ever met in real life that if at some point I found out he actually was from a different planet. I would go. I I believe that a hundred percent.
1: Me too. I would, but I I think it's more like he's an angel.
0: Oh, that's a fun take.
1: Yeah, and I don't even believe in them. But I, when I am in his presence, I do. Yeah, I really do, and I believe in God and I yeah. believe in magic.
2: <laughs>
0: it's
1: crazy. It is yeah. crazy. But I agree with you. If if you ever have the opportunity, you have to take it.
0: You got to chase it down. Like if that ended. And I went home and looked up his tour dates yeah. and I was like, I have the wherewithal to quit everything and follow him around for the rest of my life and just oh. listen to him perform. And it seems crazy that I wouldn't do that if I could. Yeah. That's how amazing the experience was. Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah, it was very special. Fucking A, what a guy. But yeah, so I moved the
0: ski trip, t- ski
1: trip uh, so that we could do that. And I'm so glad I did because... Callie and Max flew out to Aspen that day. They got 40 minutes with the baby, 40 minutes into the flight, and they turned it around. That's halfway there. They flew halfway there. Yes, and then flew it back home to
0: LA. That's a bummer of a trip home. That flight. (laughs) That trip. When well, they bank that plane, and the she next said, forty minutes has got to be like, "Holy shit!"
1: She said it was announced, and then her and Max just sat in silence. Yes. And then Max said, "Did you hear?" And she said, "Yep."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they just stayed
2: silent.
0: <laughs> those moments are pretty funny. I have yeah. a few of those in my life where I'm just like, now you' gonna talk. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <gasps> so then. The next day, it was like, oh, it's going to happen. Cause ironically, and then they were kicked to
0: your flight, ironically, right? People
1: were. They, they weren't. But ironically, the reason they got turned around was because weather in Aspen. Yeah. Then the next day, Sunday, when I was leaving, the weather in L.A. was insane. Yeah. Floods, torrential, <laughs> crazy. Yeah.
0: Monsoon. It monsoon.
1: Ding. Monica monsoon. Yeah. Oh. And then. um,
0: We've already done that?
1: I think.
0: I love that. Monica Monsoon. Did Mon I Su. make it up? I think so. No, I think
1: it's from it's from something in my life. I oh, thought it was Monica from. Monica
0: Monsoon. I, you'll <laughs> definitely be introduced quickly.
1: I thought I I thought that was from here, but maybe not. Anyway, um I'm in my past lives. Maybe it was from Cheerleading. Yeah. So the, and apparently Air Force One. Was also at LAX, and I don't know what the fuck that was about. I don't know why they would ever land Air Force One into LAX.
0: Well, that is where he flies into when he comes into LA. Well,
1: no, because also he was, I was told, was supposed to fly into Van Nuys. But then—
0: I I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. I think Uh Air Force One's too big for Van Nuys. Yeah, that's it. He's on a seven forty seven. He's on like the biggest plane they make, so he's got, he can only land in a few places. But what happens is he lands at LAX, and what's so cool is that's Air Force One, right? Yeah. His plane, Marine One is sitting there, which is his helicopter, and then the helicopter flies from LAX and it lands at the Veterans Center at Wilshire oh. and. San Vicente. So, and then he gets in a car from there and drives where he's got to go. And then he's got the monster that's already there, that crazy bulletproof limo. Yeah. So everything's all... It is cool. It is.
1: But yeah, flights were a mess. Every four seconds, there was an announcement about a flight getting canceled. Nothing's landing in San Francisco. We don't know when, blah, blah, blah. This was crazy. So my flight was at 9.50 in the morning. I left at 5.30.
0: Oh, my God. You had a full eight hours. At You're bringing the, back PTSD from Boston for me.
1: I know. I thought... Yeah. Well, I thought of you because there's all these...
0: Rich people. Rich people. <laughs> all these like,
1: rich people trying to get to Aspen. Oh, it's great. It was such a triangle of sadness yeah. moment of just was these it... rich people who are all, everyone was nice. And to be fair to them, I do think a lot of them were on the n- flight from the day before. Right.
0: They're going so on day two of them.
1: They, they are freaking out in yeah. their Louis Vuitton. Yes. And, It's a scene and it starts Uh, at the airport. Like uh, what people are wearing, (laughs) what they have. uh It's really, it's really fascinating. The only
0: flight I ever take that's like that is Jackson Hole is a pretty funny flight. I'm sure
1: it's very similar.
0: Especially when you're flying out because the the airport's really nice and everyone in there is like, yeah, they're they're not in fur coats, but they should all be in fur
1: coats. Some people were on ours and like already in hats and already in like, (laughs) and by the way, I was blending in.
0: Yep. You were right there with them. I got with your a new looks. I
1: got a new coat and I love it so much.
0: Yeah, you posted a picture.
1: I did post a picture, if anyone wants to see. Although I had a little bit of problems with the coat. Oh. Most people understood the coat. Yeah. And respected it mm-hmm. as they should. Yeah. But twice people thought it was a robe.
0: Well <laughs> that's, that's okay.
1: So, I was in a store buying something and The woman who worked there said, "Did you have a good time at the spa?" She Uh, really meant; she was being sincere. And I had gone to the spa that morning, so I was like, "Yeah." And Uh, I got confused. uh, 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 I thought maybe she was at the spa and saw me there.
0: This is Seinfeld. This (laughs) is textbook Monica (laughs) classic. (laughs) Curb your enthusiasm.
1: Pretty more curb.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I
1: thought, huh? I guess she was at the spa and saw me. And was hoping it went well. connected but to the
0: store somehow. How's that?
1: This looks like a local. I'm staying in a hotel, but okay. <laughs> and maybe it's her birthday and she got a special massage that morning.
0: Right. Who knows what happened?
1: And then she brought it up again when I was checking out. So what spa did you go to? Oh. And then I just answered. Okay. I told her what spa I went to that yeah, morning. Yeah. She said, oh, that's nice. I said, yeah. I didn't mention to her. So did you
0: get confirmation she thought you were in a... No, robe or you, that's I just, just know. what you. I just
1: know after really <laughs> thinking upon okay. it, that's the only explanation. Right. And then the next night I was leaving dinner and a girl walked by and she was with her boyfriend and she said, See, she's wearing her robe.
0: Oh. <laughs> and I wanted to shout,
1: Not robe, uh, robe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's great about that too is it went straight to like you found out some past about them like she had already argued (laughs) that she should be allowed to go out in public in a robe yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: anyway so it was very triangle of sadness Mm -hmm. and it was fascinating that's a fun world to to, Mm -hmm.
0: observe yeah Mm -hmm.
1: but also dabble in i can't i can't pretend to be above it exactly i can't judge with any real uh like i can't exactly i can't with any any morality to it it's just fun it's fun (laughs) <laughs> okay. I could not find evidence of the Jeff Goldblum license plate 180
0: IQ. IQ.
1: The internet's coming up dry on that. That's Maybe you wild. heard it anecdotally.
0: No, I believe I was watching him on a late night talk show when I was younger and they were talking about that he's a proud member of Mensa oh. and that he but I, what would suck is I also could be confusing Jeff Goldblum with someone else well, who did it.
1: yeah, and then I did try to look up just license plate 180 IQ. Because
0: another guy who's obsessed with telling everyone he's in Mensa is um, James Wood. James
1: well, Wood. Jeff Goldblum is a certified genius and a member of Mensa.
0: Oh, he's a card-carrying member.
1: Yeah, but I couldn't find that.
0: I'm going to stay quiet <laughs> on the notion of— Mensa? Yeah, it seems a little— like. You're gonna- Go prove you're a genius. It's you guys, okay. I know it's a little. I guess look, if you, I get it. If you weren't on the football team and stuff, yeah, this is you the better club. fucking
1: be proud to be in Mensa.
0: Yeah, it just seems weird to jump through some Mensa. hoops to get labeled a genius. Feels a little. It's not that it many makes hoops. Me feel sad.
1: It's not. It's like your teacher thinks you're a little bright, and then no. then they make you go take the test.
0: Well, no, they. I mean the. Mensa has nothing to do with any academia. It's just like a club you test to get into to say you're a member and then you pay some dues, I think. No. It's a racket. No, yeah, no. It, has, it has no affiliation with any a- academia. Go ahead and look up Mensa.
1: Mensa is the largest and oldest high IQ society in the world. It is a nonprofit organization open to people who score at the 98th percentile or higher on a standardized supervised IQ or other approved intelligence test. Um. <laughs> Don't laugh at it. That, that feels like it does feel jockish.
0: It's not jockish.
1: That's what a jock would say. Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um membership requirement <clears throat> score or above ninety-eighth percentile. American mensa.
0: Listen, I think it's weird to brag that you're hot. If you had a bumper sticker that said like I'm in the hot club, I think that would be a little weird. And I'd feel a little bit bad. And you basically get a bumper sticker or license plate frame that says you're a member of Mensa, which is really just saying I'm a genius. And I think that's,
1: they might, like, can there's we, gatherings. They probably chat and talk. Just like can you the, imagine
0: a gathering well, where everyone's so proud of themselves for being a genius?
1: Um, you mean like the thing you went to?
0: The Illuminati.
1: Yeah, that's the exact same fucking thing. If not worse, because that's like high status people do. But I
0: disagree. The, the whole purpose of that thing is that so people that are in different silos can connect and enact change in the world. This is like- And pat themselves
1: on the back for being an exclusive group of people. Come on.
0: This is very (laughs) true. I can see you're activated.
1: Well, I'm a a little activated because (laughs) if you weren't in it, you would agree. And I know that about you. These are all that type of thing. So one- This was a
0: little worse because I don't think they're trying to solve any world problems. Well,
1: that we don't know. It's whatever you're personally prioritizing
0: Do you, uh, how about this though? Do we agree on the fact that it would be weird to send in a photo of yourself and get admitted to the 98th percentile hottest person? Because this goes back to Adam Grant and me defending like, if you're trying to get approval and status for your looks or your intelligence, one's not better than the other. Both people are just born with that thing.
1: One's better if it's
0: put to use. Right, but I I don't think Mensa has solved any problems Problems or written any bills or...
1: Well, there's a foundation.
0: Okay. I could be wrong. And i probably gathering. get sued by all these geniuses. There's, I, what could be worse than making enemies with a bunch of geniuses? Seriously. They'll probably figure out how to destroy me quickly. Yeah.
1: Well, we all took IQ tests as kids. They don't do that anymore, do they? Like, they did it as part of school.
0: My kids haven't. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the IQ test is, is pretty... Heavily challenged by a lot of academics yeah. as being. I
1: wonder. Prepared. I want to retake it just to see the types of questions. I have no memory of. I
0: it. had to take a very extensive one to get in this school. I had a teacher recommend that I start going to the school Roper in Michigan.
1: Was that like a pre-mensa school?
0: It was weirdly enough, and they were like off the wall artsy weird. They um, had little igloos. They went. You know, it was oh, it wow. was wild.
1: Oh my god, who would you have been if you went to that school?
0: I know, I know. My wow. dad, you know, my dad was like, absolutely not.
1: Because this is another like,
0: thing he he shit on uh like the ballet. He was like, No, no, we're not doing ballet. Like I'm uh, glad you had your little thing. We're not doing it. And it was he was like too he's feminine.
1: Not, well to the be ba- smart. the ballet
0: the ballet was too feminine. This was he's not gonna go in Co-mingle with a bunch of other eggheads and only know how to deal with super smart people. He's got to live in the real world where he's going to live and he's going to have to make a living. And I don't agree with this elite trajectory where it's not real.
1: Okay, I like some of what that is. I don't like that he called them eggheads.
0: Maybe I added that. But i in the spirit of what he was saying, I think he would have intended to say egghead if he...
1: He probably says something worse (laughs) than that.
0: I don't know if there's... Is that enough pejoratives for smart
1: yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, like all there fucking is. nerds.
0: Well, hold on, you added
1: fucking. That's it. the bad part. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, okay, I had to make it bad. Okay. Or geek. Fucking four elite eyes, athletes. Four eyes. Oh,
0: four no eyes. one
1: says fucking elite athletes in a bad way. Everyone. That's yeah, the he's problem. A fucking elite
0: athlete. Yeah, yeah that sounds pretty good.
1: <laughs> okay, so let me talk to you about yawning. Okay. You can make yourself yawn. Oh, I learned we did this in an chorus. acting exercise.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. In chorus class in 6th grade, mm-hmm. the chorus teacher, I think her name was Miss Malone. That's wrong. McGee. No, yeah, I don't remember. That sounds
0: cartoonish. If you Uh-oh, careful, I've been bagging on names lately and I hear about it in the comments oh. and I'm so sorry. I said don't call Mac Max. People thought I didn't like Max. And then you also said my name would be if I were a girl, Cindy. No, who is the sexy one on Sex and the City? Samantha. Samantha. Yeah, Sam. And I was like, no, I wouldn't be a Samantha. And, they, and a lot of Samanthas yeah, heard her. that, and they think I don't like the name Samantha. I <laughs> like the name Samantha. It sounded crazy for me as my own identity to be go by Samantha.
1: Yeah, I So I just did by it again on I accident. think you would have been.
0: McKee, McKee sounds cartoonish. And then I'm going to get a, a comment Mc... from someone that's like, I'm Mike McKee. There's yeah. nothing cartoonish about this. That's I run right. an auto parts store.
1: Okay, so, well, I'm sorry. sorry, yeah, and I stand by that. I think you'd be a great Samantha slash Sam.
0: I'm in now. I love Sam. It's my favorite. I name.
1: think, like, I think Lincoln would be a good Samantha slash Sam, which is why I conflate you guys a bit. Right.
0: I'm flattered <laughs> to be conflated with.
1: Her. Yeah, you should be. So, fuck. What was I about? Oh yeah, yawning. So if you make the back of your throat. Like, right, it's normally like this. Oh, wow, well, you just, I think you just yawn because you're tired. It's a real
0: one. Yeah.
1: If you f- curve the back of your throat.
0: Yeah. I don't know that I believe you can curve the back.
1: Yeah. The back.
0: I don't know that there's Wait, anything.
1: This is real. There. Okay. Yes, the back, like your palate, your palate. You
0: think you can curve your palate? You think there's muscles attached in tendons to your I'm palate? Gonna,
1: I'm gonna call in. Colin.
0: Oh. Some troops for this. Oh Jesus! uh Oh,
1: I think I think she'll agree. Hello. I have a question. <laughs> I need I need some corroboration, and I think you. Kn- I mean, you know how to sing, and I learned this in chorus. So I need you to tell Wait, me if I'm. Uh, right. One second. Oh, oh bunny!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: she sounded just like her.
0: And she was. She's currently in a chorus. So she could, that would have been very oh confusing for her.
1: Hello? Hi. I thought Delta Hi. was you. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, she talked for, for a minute thinking she was talking to you.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, I have a fact check question for you that I think you'll be able to answer. Um, okay. Say
0: it more clearly to make you win a debate.
1: Nope. <laughs> but I think you'll know the right answer for it. So in chorus in sixth grade, my chorus teacher said you can make yourself yawn by like, kind of curving your the back of your mouth like the palate. Is that that's right, right? Yeah, lifting your soft palate. Thank you. And it's like a singing thing, right? Yeah, you have to lift your soft palate to let the sound travel through your vocal cords and out of your throat in the most open I'll way. So often and- I'm
2: going to go look and have a little break. I can't
1: okay, <laughs> I can't do it. Okay, sorry. Delta was in the middle of taking an Enneagram test and it was it was just Oh, stressing it kept Getting interrupted. It's okay. Well, that makes um, her a,
0: a 1 wing 5. We know the answer now. <laughs> Anyone that quits is automatically a 1 wing 5.
1: Yes, you lift your soft palate when you yawn as well, I believe, but it is a singing technique to lift your soft palate. It's okay. the difference between pinching a note and having it be open.
0: So, Not love, open. you think um the th- you think there's muscles and tendons attached to your palate and that it's movable?
1: Your soft palate? Yeah. Okay. In the back, yeah. Okay. You can lift it up and put it down. Not your hard palate. Obviously, that's like bone.
0: I was thinking of the back. hard palate, I think.
1: All right. I'm really glad that you weighed in and I knew you would know. <laughs> I don't know what, what I'm weighing in on or what I know, but glad to be of help. Thank you. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, so I was right. Good job. Um. Okay, now, who do Capricorns vibe with? Today, not Virgos.
0: Uh-oh. Is this Delta?
1: <gasps> Delta, come in. Okay. Oh, she can't open the door. Tell her to move far back.
0: Move really far back. I've got to, like, kick the door open, okay? Like, it's get, stuck, look, so move really far back from the door, okay? Or get on the stairs. Okay.
1: Holy shit. Oh, my God.
0: Isn't that fucking crazy? <laughs> oh, my God. Because
1: it's, it's waterlogged <laughs> from all the rain, yeah. Hi, Angel. Um, you done, soon?
0: Yes. Yeah, why, you wanna play Catan? No, cruising, remember? You're gonna
2: go
1: cruise?
0: We have a date uh, to cruise. Well, yeah. listen, I'll be done in a minute, and I'll come down and we'll cruise, all right? Hello. Get your cans on.
2: Oh, I had um, got really sad because I had my first problem that I couldn't solve. He was like, there's 196 apples, 75 of them are not in baskets. Mm. The other that are in baskets are divided into six baskets. Mm. How many are in each basket? Mm. It was really hard. I like that one. Harder than it seems. Yeah, yeah. And I still have to do it. Are
0: those the actual numbers? No. Oh. Interesting. So I wanted to try it. But we I think I told you, right, we, Monica and I were on a guy, AJ's podcast, who does puzzles, and I gave him two of the riddles you gave me, and he couldn't solve either of them. And he's a professional puzzle solver. And Congrats he, to TJ.
1: She
0: makes Yeah. More. TJ's really good.
1: Okay. Let me do one thing. What's delta sign?
0: I don't know. What's December 19th?
1: <sighs> um, um,
0: do you know, do you know the, your sign?
1: Uh, oh, I, was,
2: I just learned this with Dahlia. <laughs> oh.
0: I can Aquarius? I,
2: no, it's. Sagittarius? Yes, keeps, yes. Sagittarius. 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 Sagittarius.
0: Oh, you're a Sagittarius? Yeah. What does that mean? You have I bunny teeth? <laughs> all Sagittarius have bunny teeth? I gotta find
1: another <laughs> Sagittarius. It, well, we it's Bateman's wife is a Sagittarius.
0: Okay. And
1: oh, she doesn't have rabbit teeth. Amanda may have had rabbit teeth as a child.
0: You never know. It's true.
1: You never know. Braces ruin everything. Yeah. Okay, she's a Sagittarius and Bateman's a Capricorn and Daddy's a Capricorn. So this all ties in. Oh,
0: wow. This is a big ding, ding, ding. So we're the same configuration as Bateman and Amanda.
1: Yes. And (sighs) the traits of a Sagittarius are adventurous, optimistic, independent, curious.
0: (gasps) Do you think those describe you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do too. So do I. Those are pretty accurate. I think that's Um, good. I didn't hear bunny teeth, but.
2: I had a good day today. You did a bad day, actually.
0: Oh, a good bad day.
2: I just I got a new Valentine. His name's. Um, well, you can't say the name. Why?
0: You got to keep everyone anonymous that you go to school with because we don't know if their. His name's want.
2: Person. Okay. Great. Okay, great. And then, so Person. And then, uh, another person and a person. We're saying <laughs> that that person. <laughs> uh huh. Was uh um, They were making drama with the people. Okay. And then, one of the persons. Uh uh-huh. Was confirming everything was true. Okay. So it was <laughs> oh. a big. Tussle between persons
0: <laughs> Okay
1: And
0: Yeah It was Wait
1: something. So you have a new Valentine What's, What Tell me more He's one of My best friends? Person friends Is this Valentine mean Are you gonna give him A Valentine card Or like Card a, yeah yeah Okay
0: How about a Valentine's foot massage no.
2: okay. Last Valentine's Day, I gave everyone little Spider-Man gummy rings. Hmm. Do you
0: know that Valentine's Day is the six-year anniversary of the podcast?
1: It's our anniversary. <gasps> oh, happy anniversary.
2: Well, thank thank you. you.
0: You are only threes years old.
2: Oh,
1: oh, oh. Oh, oh. Um, okay, so on CoStar, what's inside their head? Now we're going to add Delta
0: to the mix. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: What's inside their head?
0: this is astrology. Yeah. Okay.
1: For me, a list of all their hyper specific preferences for everything from bed sheet thread count to w- bath water temperature.
0: That's what a Sagittarius? Is. No, that's me. That you're super specific about your environment? Yeah, I don't for know. For sure. Oh,
1: really? <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Really? Yeah. For sure. No. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 2 to 1. No. Two to one. You won the last go around about the palette, but this is for <laughs> sure.
1: You think so, really? Yeah. yeah. Bed okay. sheet thread count
0: when you get into a hotel like there's a real evaluation yeah like
2: when you're talking
1: about products with mom that's true
0: yes yes very (laughs) specific about what you want
1: you're right okay what's inside their head for daddy every mistake they've ever made playing on loop who's this you.
0: This is for me. Yeah,
1: Capra. I'm doing all
0: oh, of this. Oh, a thousand percent. <gasps> yeah, This that's, is like that's Lincoln and totally nice I's favorite true. game, right? As yeah. I tell stories of times I've embarrassed myself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, mommy, cancer. What's inside their head? A bed and some snacks because they live up there 24-7. <laughs> oh, that's pretty
0: good. That's pretty good for mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, and then you, Delty. What's inside their head? Sagittarius. A vivid daydream about a fake interaction with their crush. <gasps> does it Does true? Uh, I don't want to answer
0: true? for you, but that sounds pretty spot on. Forget the crush part because that's like for older people. But, yeah. But... Um, you are a vivid daydreamer.
2: I daydream all the time. Right, like I'm in one, class just daydreaming up yeah. in the
0: sky. Last night, I was in the sauna, and then Delta got in the hot tub first by mm-hmm. herself. So she was there probably for 10 minutes. And when I joined her, she said, oh, man, I just wrote this whole story yeah, about I met, this I met this
2: girl, and she was in the wild, and she was like... In a hot spring, and then she found this mouse, and she wanted to thank nature for the hot spring by taking care of the mouse, (gasps) and then she accidentally dropped the mouse when she was running, and the snake almost bit the mouse,
1: but the mouse got a cut, so she put first aid on it, and she kept the mouse.
0: Yeah, nursed it back to health.
1: Oh, I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wait, compatible signs for Capricorn, real quick, are Capricorn, of course.
0: I wouldn't have thought that. That was my premise. Oh, right. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Generally, the most compatible signs for Capricorn friendships and romantic relationships are fellow Earth signs: Capricorn, Virgo, me, Taurus, as they speak the same emotional language, and Water signs for their emotional connection: Cancer, Kristen, Pisces, Scorpio.
0: Isn't that? Did you just list all of the signs? No, no? there's what three left out.
2: There's some left out. Okay. All I heard was. A bunch of different scientific
1: words jumbled into a sentence. I'm glad you said they were scientific.
0: They're not scientific, but <laughs> they do sound. They they are supposed to give the illusion of scientifically. They're pretty
1: scientific, Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the proposed bill would require new cars starting with the 2027 model year that are built or sold in California to have an intelligent speed limiter system that electronically prevents the driver from speeding more than 10 miles per hour over the speed limit. This is by State Senator Scott w- Weiner, and would exempt emergency vehicles. But it's just being—it's just Scott one, Layoff. It's one person saying it though. You I were, hope you were making Scott
0: is one day on a fifty-five mile an hour road with this car, and there is a truck behind them that has lost their brakes, and there's a semi coming at him, and he can't don't fucking dude, be safe. Don't
1: wish that on people.
0: Well, I just hope he has that panic of going like, well, that was pretty short-sighted. I guess I should have been trusted to...
1: I know you're upset by this, but it's not going to happen, so there's no reason to get your...
0: How do we know it's going to be a it, no. it is proposed. It hasn't don't been be voted mean. on don't yet, right? Mean. To Scott?
1: Yeah, Yeah. thank you, Scott's Delta. trying See, to make we're... it so I can
0: never drive more than 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. <laughs> exactly, thank you. How no.
1: dare you, Scott? I know. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Don't, uh, don't worry. Okay, well that's
0: enough yeah that was great that was a lot of fun
1: yeah
0: All right, shall we cruise yeah I love it when we're cruising together cruising is the best and we better go
2: quickly and we like the same music you
0: and I that's so helpful yeah our current favorite song is by Jungle Dominoes Dominoes Delta requests a song every time we get in the car for go to school in the morning and I thank her for it and maybe we'll go out with a song great (laughs) What a jam, huh? The best. Uh, We got to get in the car, put the seat heaters on, and let this rip.
2: Jungle's the best.